Deplorable Nation, a podcast where your voices can be heard, where things that affect you and your family are important, because it's important to all of us. Every one of us matters and everybody has a voice. We're going to be bringing you news, current events, and throw in a lot of humor, and then you decide for yourself. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Deplorable Nation. I'm your host, Deplorable Janet. This is episode number 44, Clotting Around. Today, I have my wonderful, darling, good friends, v and Mick from the Patriot Party Podcast. And I'm so glad that we're reunited again because I've kind of been uh, missing y'all lately. How the hell's it going, you guys? It's awesome, Janet, and thank you. I'm so glad you put me first in there because I am first in our relationship. <laughs> I'm number one uh, in the world, as he just told me. <laughs> always put the women first. I know these things. <laughs> Good evening, fuckers. <laughs> Hello, teeny peeny. How are you? I am the teeny peeny. I'm the great teeny peeny, and my teeny peeny hangs short, shriveled, and to the left, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to so, get out, come on, let's go for a ride. So that's that's kind of your hook. <laughs> Short traveled and to the left, absolutely. <laughs> it's true, though, you know, that the, the truth always comes out. You well, know, I'm a grower, not a shower, ladies. Just letting you know right now. Is that true, Vilan? It, it is. And, and we do have one hard and fast rule in our relationship, and that is present and participating. Notice how she said hard and fast. As she <laughs> did say hard and fast. Just throwing it out there. I'm done so, in three so seconds or less. When Mick invites Boom. the ladies, that the rule is he can do whatever he wants as long as I'm present and participating. And hard but. and fast. <laughs> well, when you mentioned present and participating, I thought maybe she was just going to give you like a gold star or a cookie. A cookie. Definitely a cookie. Well, I, I got the medal already. So, you know, now I'm just down for anything that counts and cookies are just good enough for me. Oh, if we could all just have a cookie. You know, said that many a times. So I just want to say I'm so tickled pink that you guys are back with me because we always have so much fun together and have um, very interesting conversations and lots of funny stories to share. And, and I you know, we've not both been on your podcast together, Janet. I, I mean, I came on myself first and then Mick came on a few episodes later and you've come on our podcast a bunch of times, but this is actually the first time we've been together on your I know. podcast. So. And it's really hard to get the two of you together. No shit. It is a scary thought, isn't it? <laughs> That's why we only have two children in 16 years. It's really hard to get the two of us together. <laughs> Notice she said that. Just That's to let so... out there for all the guys. She's the one that said that. That's a whole nother show. <laughs> Absolutely. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck because 
It's going to go on all night. We do that a lot. <laughs> I laugh at Mick all day long. So <laughs> I'm, I'm just Mick. I laugh with Mick. Just kidding. I just wanted to like reiterate for people um, that we actually all know each other. Um, we were in D.C. together. We were travel buddies. Um, Mick showed me around uh, while Velen petted a lot of dogs. <laughs> I love dogs. Among other things. <laughs> I think the homeless was in there. There were some other people that she petted. I saw like some weird dudes in the corner. I was like, hey, that looks like a sailor hunt. Don't don't listen to him when he says, hey, I got some weird stuff in my tube. <laughs> it's not a torpedo. So just so people know, these are the kind of conversations that we <laughs> that we have oh. on the regular. <laughs> Nothing. What what did we call it, Janet? We, I think we described it that weekend and that week that we were in DC. We called it the. Uh, it was nothing but dick and fart jokes all the time, I, except for me threatening your life on a regular on a regular basis. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you guys, um, I'm really glad that you got to go um, and and you know have uh, Kyle from the Big Dumb Podcast on your show because uh, they're a lot of fun. And yeah. shout out to all of our uh, podcast community because we're a very close-knit, tight community. We support each other 100% wholeheartedly all the time. So shout out to Black Pill and all of the uh, Jack Allen uh, conspiracy or just a coincidence, Conspiracy Kyle, all of the people in our community uh, that support each other and whatever. So yeah, the big, I've the big, to have Kyle on here, that was a blast. We had a great conversation. We actually talked uh, a lot longer than I thought we were going to talk. Um, and uh, he actually, it was, and it was just him. Unfortunately, we didn't get puds. Right. Really funny to listen to them today. I actually got to listen to them today from their show on Thursday or Thursday, either Thursday yeah. or Friday. I don't remember which. Either way, uh, I listened to their show Thursday and they actually brought on another guy that we've got to get because I heard this guy, Dave, never heard him before. This is the first time I've listened to him. I haven't gotten all the way back in their history and gone and listened to their first podcast all the way forward. I haven't had that type of time, but I got to listen to them today and I heard Dave and I was like, man, I got to get that. I got to get that guy on. He is down to earth. He's just like everybody. He's just like everybody else in this community that I've talked to so far. Very real. Um, very down to earth and he's got some really poignant stuff to say. And when I was listening to him today, I was blown away with some of the shit he said. I was like, Oh my God. And, and I haven't had the opportunity to listen to that yet because my phone sucks. I'm getting a new one for mother's day. Mick's getting me a new one for mother's day. I'm just going out and buying it myself. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> whether he knows it or not. <laughs> but I, I, the episode that we had Kyle on our last, uh, not our last one, but the one before that, I, I think it's probably my most favorite episode by far so far and not not that I don't absolutely love the episodes where you're on Janet but um this one was just so much fun you know I know I think most of our listeners I mean we mostly do politics and you know the the end of the world and you know the sky is falling and and all that good shit um this was I think most of our listeners don't know that we are conspiracy theorists or truthers as well as 
politics so that we can really dive deep into some fun, crazy rabbit holes. So it was, right? it was a fun break. It was a lot. It was, it was a blast. I was, I, I really enjoyed it. So. Yeah. That's the kind of shows that I enjoy doing the most where you can just basically shoot the shit with people that still know what they're talking about and have fun at the same time. And and that's the tough part is finding somebody that you can, like we're doing right now. I have right. no script in front of me. Normally for my podcast, I come equipped with, uh, you know, small arms and uh, I've got artillery to back me up. And this time, you know, I'm sitting here. I don't even have a list of crap I want to do. I don't even have a, a script I'm going off of. I'm just playing this by ear. When you can sit down and do two hours of a podcast like that, like we did with him the other night, I had no script. I had nothing written down. I was like, I have no idea what I want to talk to you about. We're just going to go wherever this goes. And right. we end up talking about porn and fart jokes and we talk about porn <laughs> and fart jokes. I don't give a shit. Um, I'm equipped to talk about anything. I can talk the full full spectrum from point A to point Z, and I can talk about it. Let's go. So what do you want to talk about, Janet? I want you guys to fill me in on your little trip that you took recently. Oh, Jesus, the Guidestones. So, yeah. okay, so that, that was fun because I, I got to be in my bonnet as, you know, old school way of Mick putting it. Um I, I well, actually, I said something different. <laughs> so you got to be up your ass, but <laughs> you have a weird way of introducing animals into your rectum. I don't understand how that happens, but every I have gerbil wait, wait. trees. I I'm just going to interject real quick and say I have actually removed some of those before from that was said you from area. Ass? I mean, really. <laughs> Just saying, not for me, but from other people. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Yo, whoa, 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 whoa. Stop that right now because now you're getting me down another rabbit hole. Actually, now we've got to tell this story. Richard Gere. So, no shit. There I was. This is only like a month, month and a half ago. So, a month and a half ago, no shit. There I was. No, no shit. There I was. There I was. A gerbil from V butt. No, no, no. Actually, it's got nothing to do with my wife. It's got nothing to do with my wife, unfortunately. I wish it did. <laughs> However, so no shit. There I was. I'm on a call and uh, show up. This dude is, uh, he's like freaking out. I, I thought he was on, I thought he was like, I thought he had like a drug problem. Mix a firefighter for all of y'all that don't know. Yeah. So I thought the guy had a drug problem. What I'm thinking, oh, Jesus, uh, get the Narcan out. We need to get ready. We need to prep. At least three milligrams of Narcan because I got a feeling we're going to be hitting this dude up here in a minute once he, I thought it was like excited delirium. He's losing his mind and shit. Come to find out that no. He got the COVID shot. No, the dude got stung by a bee in the butthole. Oh, yeah. Right in the balloon mm -hmm. ring. Okay. How does that happen? <laughs> Hold on. He sat on the bee. He, Wait, with his naked ass outside? What the fuck? <laughs> yes. That's all I gotta say is yes. When I got there, it was not a pretty picture. All right, the guy was dancing around in the yard. He wasn't, let's say, clothed from the waist down, like he was fucking. And he stepped outside to take a cigarette. He sat down. He sat directly on a hornet. Oh shit! Well, he thought because of the sting and how sensitive. There's like a bunch of nerve endings. Yeah, yeah, yeah that the copper penny. That's yeah, yeah, ends up in your butthole. Yes, right. Yeah. So anyway, um. 
ever woman, any woman who has ever uh, so, you know experienced that wrong hole that we, we know how yeah. sensitive it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, that's a porn thing and you just got into that, but I was trying to stay away from the porn side of it. Anyway, because of how strong that sting was, it wasn't a normal hornet. It was a white faced hornet that he got bit by. So it's not exactly the nicest bite. And they've got, a, they carry a lot of bacteria in their bite. It was a murder hornet. No, it's a white-faced hornet. I got got a murder hornet in my butt. So (laughs) he felt so much vibration. And I figured of two people who know so much about energy, I figured the two of you would understand this one. He felt so much vibration from this bite that he thought the bee was stuck in his butthole. So I'm sitting there going, dude, you don't have a dildo in your ass. Stop buzzing around like you got wings on your back. Because he was dancing around like there was It was bad. I thought he was going to fucking have a heart attack. I was like, dude, you've got to settle down. I was like, are you allergic to bees? He's like, no. And I was like, well, thank God, because I don't have to worry about hitting you with anything else. Holy shit. I was like, put the, I looked at my rookie because he's about to stab him with this thing of epinephrine. Like, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Bad move. Bad move. Bad move. Put that in the back of the bag. I saw this guy like, this is a 40, 49, 50 year old dude running around his backyard. It's, it's fenced in now, mind you. And he's running around looking like a fucking bird, flapping his arms up and down. He's just like, I feel the buzz. I feel the buzz. I'm like, dude, what are you? Hammered, drunk, high, what? Give me some of your shit because I need it. <laughs> I, think, I think we have our first merch product. We're going to buy a 3D printer and sell pink shit. <laughs> We're going to call it the portable party butt plug. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so I didn't literally get a bee Ooh. up my ass, but <laughs> so literally, that was one month ago. So that was the story I had to interject there. I apologize, Janet. If you can. Okay. So, so uh it's it's pretty rare that Mick and I get a day off together. Especially one without the children. Um, but every occasionally, because I generally have Mondays off. So, And he likes to take Mondays off when he can, just so that we can spend the day together. So maybe once a month. So I kept hearing about the Georgia Guidestones. And I was like, what the fuck is the Georgia Guidestones? And I'd been doing some research on it for a month or two um, since I'd first heard about it. And I don't know. They, they're just... I wanted to see them for myself. So I, I, I got to... I got to pee up my ass <laughs> in the literal sense. Liter- not- literally. <laughs> so a week ago on, on Sunday, I, I looked at Mick and I was like, Hey, we're both off tomorrow. Let's go see the Georgia Guidestones. And he was like, what the fuck is the Georgia Guidestones? And I was like, are you kidding me? How can you possibly consider yourself a conspiracy theorist? If you don't know what the Georgia Guidestones are and we fucking live in Georgia. So um, it probably would have been closer if we'd lived in Tennessee, but honestly, Whatever. Uh, no, South Carolina, but whatever. A, but B, the Georgia whatever. guy. Tennessee and South Carolina are the same, right? Big whatever. part about the Georgia Guidestones, yes. They're big. And geography. And, and fucking, nice. and, and VLAN's, you know, I'm laxed, laxed geographic, geographic 
you know, challenge that she's got. I am the most directionally challenged person on the planet. I was like, he was like, they're so far away. They're like almost to Atlanta. And I was like, no, it's like two and a half hours. Yeah, that shit was was four four hours. hours. (laughs) Anyway. So we got to spend uh, eight hours in the car together. The big part of them is that they're, uh, they are literally right there on the border. Like if you know where Athens is in Georgia and you know where the Masters is, which is just outside of Athens, they're about another 35 minutes west of both of those locations <clears throat> or east. I'm sorry, going closer to South Carolina <laughs> than towards Atlanta. Cause uh, they're right there. I mean, literally we saw the 20, I could have gotten, I could have gotten there faster had I gone up 95 and banged a left in Columbia and just took the 20 straight into Georgia. But we decided to take the more scenic route through all the back roads in Hickville, USA and every small town and podunk little uh, query. I mean, you- honestly, though, it was it was our country because they were like every fence post had a Trump flag oh, hanging yeah. from oh, it. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, it was uh, every farm had like five or six Trump flags, and or they had like weird ones that said like the only president I've got is President Trump, and I was like. Oh shit, we're definitely in our hood. This yeah. is where we're <laughs> supposed to be. And it's really good because I got a great big Trump sticker on the back of my truck. So yeah, it's really so we, funny. we were cool. Um, but I was expecting, you know, they called it America's Stonehenge, or they call it America's Stonehenge. And I've I've been to Stonehenge. And yeah, I've been to Stonehenge. Yeah. So, you know, Stonehenge is like almost synonymous with a, a national park here. You know, there's there's a a, a gate and a a guard and, you know, not quite park rangers, but there's like security people and, you well, know. Stonehenge, it, also, when you enter Stonehenge, it, it it doesn't matter who you are. You can be nobody. You might not even believe in it. And, and the first time I ever went to Stonehenge, I was a kid. I had no idea what Stonehenge was. And uh, my mom and dad took me there. Uh, it was probably, I want to say it was eight years old. Um, it was one of my several hundred trips to Ireland. And uh, we went to England for a part of it. And we were at Stonehenge and my dad took me to Stonehenge. And even I felt something just being there. It felt weird. It was like you walk through the gate. It was like, all right, there's something going on on top of this hill that I'm not really sure what it is. I don't know if it's bad and I don't know if it's good, but it's definitely begging a question right now. Well, I mean, everyone knows that Stonehenge sits on a a hinge. Well, where a whole bunch of, of energy ley lines meet, right? They they call actually they call it an energy node. But yes. So um we get to America Stonehenge, the, the Georgia Guidestones, and it's it's nothing like that. It's literally in the middle of nowhere. It's just up on a hill. There's a chain link fence fence around it with an opening and it says uh under surveillance by the sheriff or whatever. And there's a camera up there but there's no one there. It's just a bunch of really tall stones on the top of a hill, which is the highest point in Alberton County, uh, which is where it is, Alberton, Georgia. And they're just creepy. It it was really weird. It was kind of weird to be there. When we first got there, there was nobody there. Not a soul. Um, And of course, uh, then V-Lin people said, just started well, showing up. I, well, Vlin's like, well, I got to piss. And I was like, well, there's a wood line right over there. I was like, yep, so, that's where I'm going. I have no shame. You know, pulled my pants down and like Papa right squat. behind a tree. I'm I'm good. Just 
just at the top of a hill, you know, like not hitting my pants. Yeah, no, I'm a pro at that shit. I don't care. I don't even pour the potty. Just give me a tree and some leaves and I'm good to go. <laughs> don't wipe with poison ivy, yeah, ladies no, and I gentlemen. Yeah, no, I'm 99, right? Like I'm good. I don't need a porta potty. It's, it's all okay. Um, so we go and look at them. And one of the reasons I wanted to go is because I wanted to see if they really all said what everyone says they said. Right. And, and they're in eight different languages. So there's four stones and they're set in an angle around, uh, some, some center stones. So well, it's a, a center stone. Okay. They're all 18 feet tall. Just to give you an idea of the dynamics of how big this place is. It's not small. I mean, also realize that these things weren't built till 1979. So, uh, original construction started in 79. They were completed somewhere around the end of 1980, um, when they were done. Um, it wasn't considered a park or a monument of any sort until 1983 or 1988 is when it was actually declared a public uh, public space in the state of Georgia. Long story short, though, these stones are uh, one stone alone weighs just over 220 tons. I mean, they're Jesus. huge pieces of granite. No, no, total. The total weight of the stones is a quarter of a million tons. No, it's a quarter of a million tons for the total weight of the stones. Two hundred twenty. Oh yeah, two hundred twenty. Yeah, okay, is you're right. One stone. <clears throat> yeah. All right. They're so they're big. They're they're not small by any. They're about four feet wide. They're uh, about. They're eighteen if, feet if tall look, and five and a half feet wide. Yeah, they're five and a half feet wide. If you're looking at them from the side, from the broad side. If you're looking at them from the short side, they're actually four foot wide, and then they're five foot long on the wide side, and then they're 18 feet tall. The things are, they're not a joke. I mean, they're huge. They're big stones. They're not small by any means. And then they're capped off by another five foot uh, capstone. It's a five foot wide or five foot, um, I guess you'd call it five foot tall by, uh, I believe they said it was uh, 12 feet long long capstone that sits on top of all four stones. And then in the middle, you have a straight stone that goes straight down um, it must have been, uh, I, w- I would have to estimate it was about five feet wide on one edge. And then the long ways, it was probably about uh, six and a half feet long. Uh, With a diagonal slit <clears throat> in the middle. Yeah, it was weird. It was cut. It was cut open on two different sides. And then it had like eye holes and then it had all sorts of, it was weird. Very weird. So apparently it's a sundial, um, an astrological clock, and an mm-hmm. astronomical clock. Right. But- Mick reads four of the eight languages that is written on the stone. So I I wanted to see if they said what they said they do. And they do. And here's what they say. Maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. Guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Unite humanity with a living new language. Rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Well, that's... Hold on. Mm. Uh, Let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Avoid petty laws and useless officials... Balance personal rights with social duties. Prize beauty. I'm sorry. Prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. 
be not a cancer on the earth, leave room for nature, leave room for nature. And I, I'm reading that off the pictures I took. So I had to scroll through because they're so tall that I had to take multiple pictures to get all the words. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. They're 18 foot tall. That's like a Ukrainian basketball player. <laughs> Close to. <laughs> yes, but or our bishop. <laughs> now, read the other stone, the marker stone. And that was to the left of the monument because this is weird. Um, and we've, we, after, afterwards, and of course, going up there, she didn't say a word and it was quiet in the, the whole ride up there. Then on the way back, what? she didn't, she didn't say and a word that, on no, the ride up. True. On the way up, we talked about all kinds of stuff. Well, we talked about weird shit, but we weren't talking about like the, anything about the stones. On the way I don't back, have a picture of the the. Um, I thought you took a picture of the 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 marker stone on the mm-mm, side, not no. the big one. I'm talking about the small one that actually told the history of the stones. Oh, they. they. <clears throat> because we actually looked up some of this shit because we were like, "There's no way. There's no way that nobody else has written about this." And then we went and read it, and we found out that this guy, our R.C. Christian. So R.C. Christian showed up at the Elberton Granite Company in. <clears throat> Which to understand Elberton, Georgia, you would know that Elberton, Georgia is the biggest biggest producer of granite in the state of Georgia. They There's more granite mined out of Georgia or out of Elberton, Georgia than anywhere else in the state. And there's tons of granite that come out of there. It's like, ridiculous. It's the, the, the little hole of a Mexican restaurant we went to, it was like a little hole in the wall place. They had a beautiful granite countertop on their bar, right? I mean, gorgeous. <laughs> like <laughs> shit you wouldn't granite even get everywhere. in your house. So anyway, this dude, R.C. Christian, shows up in 1979 at the Albertson Granite Company, and he commissions the Georgia Guidestones. And R.C. Christian was a pseudonym, and there's all kinds of conspiracies about who he really was or who he represented. And Ted the, Turner, um, the, the Rosicrucians. We read Ted Tr- Turner, the Rosicrucians. All, I mean, all, all I mean, kinds of like, things. If you can mm-hmm. name it, this is what yeah. people have thought. Um, and the the guy running the granite company thought that he was a kook and he quoted him at ridiculously astronomical price. And RC Christian was like, sure, here you go. You know, here's a check basically. But it comes with, comes with qualifications, conditions. um, The conditions being that they had to, they could never reveal who paid for it. And they had to destroy any legal documents regarding the Georgia Guidestones upon its completion. So, R.C. Christian presented the builder with a wooden, essentially a wooden box that had a um, a, a diorama, a, a diagram, a model of the Georgia Guidestones, what they wanted, and pages and pages of very detailed notes of exactly what it should say and where the the holes should be placed. Um, so you can- essentially how the stones lined up so that everything worked with the. The summer and the winter solstice, uh, it works with the North North Star. Star. I mean, this was essentially, honestly. It's a sundial. Like, it it was very It is the ultimate compass. If you really, if you laid it out, it is the ultimate compass. It does everything a sailor would want other than take it in the butt. Um, It does everything. I mean, it'll tell you where the North Star is. It'll tell you, you know, the winter, summer solstice. It'll tell you the date. year. Yeah, week, year. the exact time. Right everything's at just because of where the holes were drilled at and the way it was placed on the ground. So, I mean, it's the ultimate compass if you really look at it without it actually being a magnetic seeking compass. 
I mean, it basically goes astrologically off of everything that's around it. Right. And it's, it's, it is weird in that aspect. And there was like, I was actually standing there and she thought, well, you were just being an asshole standing over there. I was like, no, actually I was watching the sun move in the dial because I was waiting for. Cause we one- got there at about 1230, but we forgot. I forgot that it was daylight savings time. And I said, I was right. waiting for 12 o'clock. And she goes, what do you mean? We got there at 1230. I was like, yeah. What time of year is it? She goes, Oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, it's daylight savings time. I but was like, yeah, so it's not after 12 o'clock, actually. After we got there, actually. a whole bunch of other people showed up. I mean, like... That I, was the weird part. That that was right. really weird because, you know, there must have been close to a dozen people that showed up within 30 minutes after we got there on a Monday afternoon, like 1230 in the afternoon. Totally random. Um, so, I mean, the Georgia Guidestones were cool. And creepy. And the words that are written on them are most definitely creepy and, you know, reminiscent of the New World Order and the deep state telling us their plans and all that good stuff. And they said, uh, R.C. Christian told the builder that they'd been working on this plan for 20 years. So in 1979, that would put it back to, you know, the 50s. Um, So, you know, we we know their plans have been in order for Mm, which is why. Which is when a lot of the CIA experiments started. Yeah, right. After the conclusion of World War II, mm. when you know the, the Nazis weren't really defeated and all that good stuff. So, well, that's uh, when the good ones started. I mean, the acid tripping ones, you know. Yeah, well, right. right. Men who talk it to goats, you know, that all started about I, 1950s. I, I gotcha. Well, but well, really, I'm, me out, Janet. Hold on. There, and Mick didn't see this because he was looking at the people. Um, well, I was more concerned watching. about, yes. <laughs> well, you got to understand, they showed up. They were wearing the masks in Not their all cars. Of them. Some of them were. The, the last and then, six that showed up were wearing and masks then they got in their up, cars. Then they got out of their cars and like they kept their masks on. And then they decided when they, whatever it was about coming through the gate, when they came through the gate, they decided all of a sudden, well, I'm not going to wear my mask anymore. And I'm thinking to myself, I, I'm just thinking like, obviously, I'm like, are you people fucking stupid? I mean, seriously, are you, are you that fucking moronic that you got out of your car? We're probably the both of you, because they were definitely old enough to already be vaccinated, completely vaccinated, having both shots. And they got out of their car wearing their masks. And then for whatever reason, when they got to the gate, they just felt like, well, I can take my mask off. Freedom. You I- mean the closer they get to the stones, they took their mask off? Correct. Yeah. So think about that because- um, it's supposed to be dark energy around the George Guidestones. It definitely is. So it's not dark energy around the Guidestones. It's dark energy in the Guidestones. Right. And I but, found it. I yeah. found the source of it, Janet. So on each stone, um, just about, I'd say about four and a half feet up, there is a thumb-shaped or a circle, a dark circle on each stone, um, about the size of a quarter. And they weren't on the same side on each stone, but each stone had that same dark spot. And the rest of the stone was light, and this one dark spot, and me being the fucking crazy neurotic person that I am, of course, I put my hand on the light part of the stone, and it was cool or warm, depending on where the sun was hitting it. And I put my thumb, my left thumb on the dark spot and it was freezing cold. And it gave me like a shock, like almost an electrical shock to the point where it hurt. And it hurt for like 30 minutes afterwards. 
it, there was some nasty energy in there, Janet. It was, it was, that was what really creeped me out. Well, and that's what, you know, that's why I wanted to talk to you about that because when, you know, I was on vacation and and you text me and you're like, I'm going to talk Mick into going tomorrow and he doesn't know it yet, but we're going to go. And I, I was didn't. like, Shh. I was like, sure you are. <laughs> He's going to be happy. <laughs> but I, I was Janet. thinking about I, I you love because you to death, Janet, see, I, this is why I love you to death. Yeah. See, I knew, I knew your response, but um, like I know V Lynn and how, much like her and I are tuned in to uh, energy and stuff like that. And I was like, I was like, Ooh, you're going to have to tell me like what you experienced when you went, because I knew you were going to pick up something. something. See, you know, yeah. and this is the crazy part. And this is, um, this is why I want to bring on Dave. Uh, I know Dave or Dave knows. Dave knows. Davey Davey knows. Davey knows. This is the reason I want to bring him on because he said something that really resonated with me um, today that I I listened to. And it was the part he he talked about energy. And he's a big dude about energy. He's he's big into it. I I mean, I don't know if you're all aware of that. He is huge into it. I mean, he talked about how one thing can make your day go from like you could be having a great day. And you could just have the most asshole driver in front of you and your whole night is bad. And right. then you stop and you, you sit down and you ask yourself, why am I in such a bad mood? And then you realize that this was energy from that asshole that was in front of you that couldn't fucking drive his car because he couldn't figure out which direction he wanted to turn. You wanted to shoot him in the back of the head. You didn't because you know that if you do, you're going to jail for the rest of your life. But- Sometimes it's worth it. (laughs) The thought was in your mind and you were there and the energy was there and expelling that type of energy that can exhaust you completely in a uh, energy sort of way that makes the rest of your night just on that bad side of everything where you kind of got to take a step back. And I was, I was, and then he said immediately after that, he said, you know, the most prevalent of this, he said, you ask any soldier. And I was like, really, why would you ask us? And then the more I thought about it, what he was saying and when he was talking about it, I was like, holy shit, this, this guy's got it figured out is if anybody is in tune to energy, you ask any soldier when the hair stood up on the back of our necks that we, right. something bad was just about to happen. And then it did. I can't right. tell you how many times I've been right there where I was just like, man, this just doesn't feel right. And then boom, next thing you know, I'm knee deep in a fucking firefight killing Haji as he's running around doing stupid shit and trying to kill us. I, I I don't know how many times I've ever been like that. Does she say any of this to me? No, not a thing. Uh, she doesn't say, Hey, look, you're supposed to, she just tells me that all the stones are supposed to read something different. And out of all of the stones, the only one I think I cued in on was the Cyrillic one, which is right next to the American one. And I'm sitting there reading the bottom three lines and I'm just like, all right, well, you can tell that this guy who carved this into the stone, he was not an actual Russian speaker. And she goes, well, what do you mean? I was like, well, that's the wrong verb. And there's, there's a blatant wrong verb in the middle of it. And it, it shifts what they're saying. It doesn't change what they're saying. It just shifts it to a more passive aggressive as to where on, when you read the English version, 
the last three lines. It's more uh, American aggressive, like male aggressive, where on this one, it was more of a female aggressive type tone. And I was just mm-hmm. like, well, that's the wrong verb. There's actually another verb you could use there. And I'm explaining it to her. And she, of course, is lost. She's like, but it looks the same. I was just like, yeah, I know it looks the no, same. No, I said it didn't look the same. Well, you said that it didn't look the same because of what you were reading in English and you're trying to compare that to the words that you're seeing in Cyrillic. And what you don't realize is that there's where there's, you know, three words in English, there's one word in Cyrillic that covers mm-hmm. three words. You just have to be able to. I got gotcha. you. I don't, through that. I don't read Cyrillic. I can understand <clears throat> anyway, Russian, but I don't read Cyrillic. Long story short, I was sitting there going, well, that's just the wrong verb. They were using the wrong verb in the beginning of that pre- pretext and uh, she didn't get that. And I was just like, well, I was like, but that's, that's not major. I mean, that's like a minor thing. It's very, it's extremely minor. Like I'm being really picky right now. Like you'd be with my English. And then she's like, oh, okay. She's like, but, well, but you're on, an asshole. Honestly, Janet, I, I kind of didn't want him to touch the stones in right. the spot where I touched it because kind of, I haven't listened to the uh, Big Done podcast with Dave yet, although I'm excited to do so now as soon as I can get my fucking phone to work. But anyway, um, but that's okay. You're getting one for Mother's Day that you're buying yeah, yourself. But instinctively, I can I can mostly shield that kind of energy. And it's something right. that I've, I've learned over a very long time. Right. Me too. Sometimes my shield slip and I let that negative energy affect me. But for the most part, I can I can shield myself from it. Right. Mick cannot. Um, Mick lets negative energy flows affect him all the time. I came home the other day and it was like someone had, you know, killed our dog or pissed in his cornflakes or something. And he wouldn't talk to me for the longest time about what was wrong. I knew it wasn't anything I'd done because I wasn't home for fucking 12 hours, but something pissed him off and it took him a good, you know, till then very late that night to tell me what had really gone on. So, um, she also doesn't realize that you have to have a cooling off period. Like (laughs) you got to have some time to yourself where you just kind of sit back and you no longer want to strangle anybody because he doesn't know how to shield off the bat, which is why I didn't want to touch that because I, I I was mm, not sure, you know, it it could open the fucking gateway to hell, honestly, right. Touched it. So I, I, I knew that I wouldn't do that, but I, I wasn't quite sure about Mick. So I didn't, I I didn't call it to his attention to have him touch it. I did take pictures of each of those uh, black circles though. um, And I posted them on our telegram. So anyone that goes to the Georgia Guidestones, which I'm not sure if I recommend. I mean, (laughs) it's not one of the one things I would be like, Hey, I want to go see this in Georgia the next time I'm there. This is in Disney world folks. (laughs) She's like, honey, on our only day off, we're going to, get in the car and drive for eight hours <laughs> to go see some rocks on a hill in the middle of fucking yeah. nowhere. <laughs> Literally like we drove up this hill, like uh, we, we, you're going up and down hills. You know, once you get up to that part of Georgia, you're going up and down hills all over the fucking place. And like all of a sudden we drive up this hill and I'm like, wow, it's saying take a right here. And I look up the hill and sure enough, out of nowhere, there's these fucking stones. I was like, how fucking weird is that? And she's like, Holy shit! Is that them? I was like, yeah, that's them, according to this. But you so, know, the, hold on. The other, the other thing. Sorry, Janet. The other thing it reminded me of. Um, so when we were in DC, you know, we were up by the ellipse, uh, by the Washington Monument, and then again by the Capitol, and we had the the jamming bubble, the signal bubble. Right? right. We couldn't get any technological signals in or out. We we couldn't get on. You know, 
on Discord anything. or Facebook or Twitter or anything, anything like yeah. that, right? We, we couldn't even get a phone call, barely a text message out. Um, this kind of felt like a spiritual bubble for me. So uh, Janet, you know how I am. Like I can, right. I can feel animals. I can talk to animals. Me in a way, too. Right. I mean, yeah. you know that I, you saw me yeah. Get that dog when we were in DC. There was a loose dog, and at like eight Holy million. Shit. Seriously, ser- I mean, there were what, like two hundred people trying to catch this dog, and I, you know, walk up and it comes up to me, and I pick it up, and I'm wearing a white sweatshirt, and it's all covered in mud, and I, you know, end up with mud all over my sweatshirt, but it didn't matter because I caught, you know, the dog came to me, I, I rescued it, I found its owner in a crowd of six million people in mm-hmm. less than five minutes and returned it to its owner because right. the dog told me, you know, Oh, that's, that's my dad. Okay, cool. So when we were at the Georgia Guidestones. Hey, and y'all want to know how the dog told her that it was like, how many times have I told you, Oh, our dog wants to do this or our dog wants to do that. And sure as shit, I'm right every time. Right. Okay. So anyway, we're at the Georgia Guidestones and, I heard a cow moo and I was shocked because I didn't sense it. I didn't feel it. Like normally I can sense or feel pretty much any animal within 500 yards of me. And it it was like I was in a a spiritual energy jammer bubble. It was really weird. It was really weird because there was a horse that was out there too. I didn't feel that either. And she had no, it, she's the first one to walk up to a horse without a problem. She gives a shit less. I didn't even horse see it. will even try to bite anybody or nothing. It would never bite me. And there's, there were two horses out there and I saw them both. And when she didn't say nothing about them, I was like, Hey, you're going to go look at the horses. And she's like, there are horses out there. I was like, yeah, there's two horses right over there. I was like, one of them is kind of like the painted brown and white one. And then there's another one. The pony was a little bit, uh, it was a darker color. It was a darker brown, but it was a straight brown. It was straight colored. Yeah. And it was running around in front of the other one, but it was weird because they never came the the fence comes where the, for the farm, because it's built on farmland, just in case you're wondering, it was farmland donated. I don't know if it was donated or was bought. Who the fuck knows? Anyway, it comes right up to the fucking edge of the property and the horses, they never even ventured up the hill. They would run to like the base of the hill and they kind of turn around right there. And I watched them run like three times in really big ovals and they would come right up to that base of that hill and they turn right back around and run back into the woods. And I was like, that's a little fucking weird. And even I thought that was weird. I was like, I've never seen a horse just not travel up to a human before. Normally horses mm-hmm. are very social animals. They'll, they'll come up to people and, and even if they're wild, they'll come up to people. They'll come towards people. At least they may not come up to you, but they'll come look at you and be like, try to scope you out, figure out who you are. You know, are you the an horse alpha? that lives around the corner from us literally starts neighing at me when, I mean, bef- well before it can even see me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've, I've only gone up there a couple of times and when I drive by now, the horse smells my truck and the horse is at the fence waiting for me like to get out of the truck. <laughs> I'm like, really? All right, dude, I'm not getting out of the truck. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but these horses were like, they wouldn't come anywhere near these stones. They would stay well down the hill away from the stones. And it was, it, that part of it was a kind of odd. And I noticed, um, there were no animals anywhere near like no birds, nothing. Not right. even you a couldn't bug. even hear. You couldn't even hear nothing. Birds. It was weird. It was like a. Um, have you ever? Um, 
have you ever heard about people talk about Chernobyl? Like a lot of people yeah. talk about Chernobyl and they said, you know, you get on Chernobyl, you get around to where K-reactor actually went nuclear. And uh, if you get around K-reactor where it went nuclear, you don't hear dick. You, I mean, right. you don't hear anything. You like get up there and you can barely even hear the buzzing. You hear a buzzing, but it feels like your fillings are moving. That's what I've been told at least. I've never been there, but everybody that I've talked to that's been there, they said it feels like your your fillings are bu buzzing. That's it. You don't hear anything else other than your radiac meter going off and that's it. And well, after you that- know, Thinking about like what you said about like the animals and stuff, um, animals can sense danger. Like every animal can sense danger and know when when it's near. Oh, far before any human can. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Our dog and that's the sounding board for that ever. And he's the biggest crackhead out there. Except he runs towards danger instead of away from it. Well, that's because he's trained to do that. He is trained to do that. And he's, but I he's think, a badass, even at 14 and old as fuck. You know, and here's here's the one thing with the cattle. Um which when you were talking about that and like here in the Calmu, it like gave me this really creepy feeling because they used to sacrifice cattle in, you know, ritualistic, uh, paganistic type um, situations or whatnot where they would, you know, like burn them alive or whatnot. And I just got, when you were talking about that, it gave me this like overwhelming, like icky feeling. I know that may sound weird, but yeah. No, I, got, I, 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 I hear you, Janet. And I, I think they probably still do do that to be quite honest. Yeah. Um, it, like it made me almost sick when you were talking about that I was like and that's the first thing that popped into my head was like um like a you know um like a martyring thing to the gods you know I can't think of which uh what's the what's the god that had like the, the bowl yeah yeah and so it was like a um I don't know, like just the sheep. feeling that I got when you were talking about that made me sheep. sick. You're thinking about sheep. Mm -mm. Lambs is what they used to do it to. Lambs is the one they used to kill ritualistically. They would slit its throat, let it bleed all over the place. Because considering, think about Jews, <clears throat> think about the Egyptians, think about everything else. Well, right. No, that too. Romans, the Romans sacrificed Yeah, but the, the Romans... No, yeah, the Romans, the Romans were... No, it wasn't. Yeah. It, was, are, it was not the Romans. It was the Spanish... That sacrificed bulls. No, the Romans did too. Yep. The yeah. Romans weren't. Yeah, a, they did. They were more vast for sheep though. They would slaughter a sheep. The blood of the sheep was considered the son that eventually became the son of man. The peasants slaughtered sheep because they were cheap. The elites slaughtered cows and bulls because they were more expensive. The bull. Okay. So look, the bull fights. You know the bullfights in Spain. I'm talking about Rome, not okay, Spain. Okay, listen, listen. Yeah, yeah. You know, this goes back to Roman tradition. The bullfights in Spain, right? You got the running of the bulls in Pamplona, right? Uh -huh. Okay. Where do they run into? Where do the bulls run into? At the church. No, they do not. What? They run into the arena. Then there's the bullfight. The one bull that wins, the one that's considered the, the mastrodon is what they call it. The mastrodon is then taken out and slaughtered. Okay. That is a Spanish thing. 
The Spanish took that from the sheep that the Romans used to do in Rome. The Romans used to, in the, the gateways and the corridors in Rome, you can read books about it, about the sheep that would run. That's where the running of the bulls came from in Pamplona. All of that shit comes from Rome when they used to let the sheep do the same thing. They would let the sheep, the most furry sheep that ran through the street, they would catch it. The one that made it all the way to the end, that was considered, you know, the God of the sheep and they were put to the side. They were not slaughtered. All the rest, 100% had their throat slit. The blood ran through the street. When the blood ran through the street, it was considered their blessing to whatever God it was at the time they believed in, because at that time they were still polytheistic. When they became monotheistic, that's when they started slaughtering the bull instead of the sheep. But originally with the polytheistic religion, their thing was sheep. And it was because they were cheap, but it was also because they were in such great abundance. You remember in Rome back then, there weren't a whole lot of bulls. No, that's why I said the elites slaughtered the bulls and it was only like once a year but that was that really was a spanish thing that really started off as a spanish okay, thing before well, it was a Roman whatever thing. um and and you are correct uh v lynn because that was a a big deal especially like uh in egypt and stuff where they sacrificed cattle all of the time like the wealthy the elite that was a big deal correct because they them. had the money to spend on them right so they were like was, yeah we'll just cut the throat done yeah you know mick and i were just talking this morning um he he said that i'm demon spawn and uh no no <laughs> no no well and now i'm not gonna ruin now. it now we cannot ruin this now but <laughs> janet you have to talk about uh oh what the hell's her name uh, uh the, the, the one in charleston the one we uh, frantic missy frantic missy when you talk to frantic missy one of the things you have to ask her Please, you have to ask her about her theory about RH blood. Mm -hmm. Okay. What RH blood means. All right. I'm not going to tell you anything more about it. I want you to ask her so you can get her theory. So I have my own theories uh, on RH negative blood. You are not allowed to talk. I, yes, RH negative. RH negative specifically. But I want you to ask her about RH blood, but I want you to ask her about RH negative specifically. Okay. We're going to be listening. So we'll know if you ask or not. So <laughs> go ahead, try and duck us on this one. Way to, <laughs> way to, way to put me on the spot, fucker. Hey, fuckers <laughs> will do what fuckers do. We're all about fucking, you know? Anyway. Hey, wait, I got to say, you had mentioned um, like about sacrificing sheep and the, the, the sheep that like basically the sheep that ran the fastest or did the best job, they won't get sacrificed. Correct. So that leads really well, very nice segue into the meaning of mRNA. Oh my, she's going there. Yeah. So I'm going there. <clears throat> All right. Well, well, you go with it. You, no, you're the no, host. No, you no, 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 no. Janet wants me to explain what I was talking about on our podcast with Kyle. So, and you got, you got to back up from the meaning of DNA and RNA. So back to energy. Um, anyone who's ever done any psychotropic d drugs, you know, uh, anything with good visuals, LS LSD. You did a couple good, like good you know, double dip Jerry yeah, Garcia. Exactly. That, you know. that kind of stuff. You know, there is energy all around us and every scientist physicist will tell you that we are at the core, at the base of it all, we are just energy, right? Well, we right. live on a great big ball of energy. We live on a great big ball of energy. 
Every- Hence CERN's God particle. Yes. CERN's God mind. particle, the fucking magnetic poles, uh, anything that you see, uh, you can you can name it. Uh, think about think about the one thing that still has not been able to be explained: the human brain. There are electric synapses that right. happen within our brain that still scientists can't figure out. They don't understand how they can't mimic it or replicate it. Exactly. They can't understand how your synapses lead from short-term memories to long-term memories, vice versa, where you're able to go back in a filing cabinet and remember what you did. Some people are 25 years ago where some of us, (laughs) some of us, you know, we have an 11 year block that just stops us from remembering dick. So it doesn't matter. I have can't remember shit syndrome, so I can't remember literally what so I you, did yesterday. Yes, you have CRS too. CRS, yes. Okay. Yeah, I do. I, yes. Um, anyway, I I believe that we are all connected. So that energy yes. that connects every living, every organic thing on the planet, um, living or not, every organic thing on the planet is connected. And that energy that connects us all is the source. And right. Mick calls it God because he's a good Catholic, or he calls it the Holy Spirit, and some people call it God, and some people call it the source. It doesn't remat. It doesn't matter what religion you are. Um, just if you're alive, you are connected to the source. And some people have a a greater sensitivity to it. Um, they're they're able to access it more than others. Um, I believe that's how people access the Akashic records. Um, right. all, all kinds of. So that's why prayer works, because if you have enough people using their willpower to Mm -hmm. influence reality, um, that that can actually change reality because it changes the the energy flow. It makes things work. Um, It's uh, also like to add to that, just a side note, um, for instance, the guys that found the Dead Sea Scrolls, right? it was all written in Sanskrit. Sanskrit at the time was a 2000 year old dead language. No one read Sanskrit, but after uh, 15 years of studying, after five years of actual use, uh, you had two individuals that were able not only to read it, but they were able to write it, use it in everyday language and and translate English into Sanskrit. One of the slabs of the Georgia Guidestones is written in Sanskrit. Well, it's not one of the slabs. It's, it's the one, top, of the top one of the top and the capstone because yeah. the capstone has four ancient religions in it, the four ancient, ancient, reli- languages. ancient languages in it. And now all of a sudden we can transcribe Sanskrit. We can – at the time though that the Dead Sea Scrolls were found, it was a 2,000-year-old dead language. No one had spoken Sanskrit in 2,000 years. There wasn't even written ways of understanding what the lines meant, what everything meant. But genetic memory is a thing. And right, it is. All of a sudden, these people knew how to do it. That's a little odd. I mean, I even for me, that's a little. I can't even hold a fucking, you know, prayer because, to that because one. it's one thing to learn a language by being immersed in a culture and hearing it used regularly. After a while, um, some people it only takes you know a couple of weeks. Some people it takes a couple of years. Any time in between, but you will learn not only to speak, but to think in that language. Like for instance, Mm -hmm. uh, this is a perfect example. There was a doctor and I'm trying to remember his name off the top of my head and I cannot spit his name out right now, but it was the one that talked about uh, fetal abnormalities 
you probably know him if I if I spit out his last name if I if it comes back to me, but he spoke about how sounds uh, fetal sounds sounds within the fetus, uh, not just coming from the baby, but the baby being able to hear. Um, for instance, uh, how do babies come out and they know that their first words are going to be English? They know their first words are going to be Spanish. They know their first words are going to be Italian. It's not because of what they hear going around them because when they're born, all of that shit kind of gets, it's like overwhelmed. So for instance, when you're born, that's why you hear a lot of babies crying, or this is what I've heard doctors say before is why you hear a lot of babies crying. Um, they're overwhelmed with the amount of light, the amount of sound, the amount of right. everything that's going on around them. And all of a sudden, all their senses are being heightened and aware to all these other things that are going on. And then after time goes on, their first words start to formulate and they start to come out. It wasn't sounds that they're hearing now. It's sounds they were hearing when they were in the fetus because the memory develops backwards. And if you think about the human brain, and and this is where it goes back into the physiology of the human brain, which we still haven't really got a grasp on. We've got a small crumpet here. We got a small crumpet there, but it works backwards in time. So, and the reason that they know this is because they've seen brain injuries. They've seen people who have suffered brain injuries and they said, wow, you went all the way back to here after you hit your head here. That's weird. And then they started putting two to two and two together and they realized that the brain actually develops a lot slower than the human body does. Now, Indicative is that, of Alzheimer's patients as well, because they, that, that's they, what I was going to say. Early life yeah. and not their current. Now, is, is that indicative of the way the brain works? Eh, that's a tough one to say. There's, I don't think there's been a, any real science study that's ever come out that said, hey, look, this is the reason, this is the way it works, because we still haven't figured out how those electrical impulses in your brain work. But the biggest part of that that tells us is that actually when the child first speaks, they're not speaking from what they heard while they were on the ground. They're speaking from what they heard when right. they were in the womb. And right. that's the first words they're drawing from. So if you're speaking to them in a foreign language, they're going to talk in a foreign language that first time they speak, or well, foreign language to us might be natural to them. But for instance, if uh, I was speaking Russian to you, your first words, and you were still in the womb and you were born, your first words would be Russian, not English. Even though I might be bilingual and I might speak, or I might be. But anyway, genetic, mem genetic yes. memory is a And thing. that's what, and that's what it comes down to is, is to genetic memory. So. Right. So we're all connected. And that thing that connects us, that energy that connects us, I believe is, is the source, is what people call God in whatever religion or language you, you speak or believe. Um, so DNA in Latin literally means the fire of God, right? Dio means God, dionucleic acid. Nucleic means inside and acid being fire. So dionucleic acid literally translates to the fire of God. So DNA is the flame or the fire of God inside you. Mm -hmm. RNA, 
ribonucleic acid. Thank God you got that one right because I thought I was going to have to fucking you again. I was going to reach across the table and smack the snot out of you. So ribonucleic acid literally translates to the messenger to God, or the the messenger inside God. Ribo meaning? Ribo meaning messenger. Well, no. Well, that... Ribo is a tough one because it's it can be messenger, it can be it, uh, it's it's how you speak to someone. So so ribo is essentially like the translator, right? It's um it, it, that's right. exactly what the word is. Stop. You right. hit the word on the head, okay? You're you're fucking yourself here. Ribo actually in Latin, if you actually boil Latin down, ribo is actually translator. So it is it's either the message from God or the message to God, depending on how you look at it. I mean, there's a lot of people that look at it two different ways. Either way, it's a message either going to God or a message coming from God. So you have DNA, which is the fire of God, and you have RNA, which is the the language of God. Okay. And then you have mRNA, which is the messenger that uses the language of God. It connects your RNA and your DNA. Because so your mRNA your, means what, Janet? Educate the rest of us. mRNA is? It's messenger, right? No, no, no. What does mRNA actually stand for? The microbial what? Microbial ribonucleic acid. Yeah. Renonucleic acid. It's a microbial renonucleic acid, which is the combination of, it's the connection between RNA and you. DNA. So, so it is it is literally if your RNA is the language, the translator of God, and your DNA is the fire of God inside you, then your mRNA is the actual messenger that connects the two, that uses the language of God to speak to God inside you. Well, th- now, understand when she brought this to me and she asked me, she's like, hey, Get me the Latin of both these things. And so I spit out the Latin for both of them, right? So I laid it out for her. I was like, well, this is what this one means. However, if you convert this one, and this is where we got into the argument about the RNA, because the RNA can go, like I said, it can go one of two different ways because there is a male and a female version of translating that. Now, when you got to the mRNA, the only thing that made sense to me about RNA at that point was actually it is the messenger of God. And she's like, well, why is that? And I said, well, because when you get to the mRNA, now you're talking about the microbial uh, rhinonucleic acid. Or rhinonucleic acid, which is the combination of those two together. Rhino, yeah, correct. So that's the combination of those two things together. And I said, so if you actually look at it, I said, you've got, you know, the fire of God. You've got the messenger of God. Now you have the message from God. And this is just being translated or transmitted in between the two. And that was what spawned all of this. So so, okay. so you are not off base because I had this discussion with my boys from Dangerous World Podcast because when you explain um, a retrovirus... Um, your body normally does the DNA and then it creates mRNA separately. Correct. After the fact. However, a retrovirus starts with mRNA and then it completely works backwards and recodes 
all of your DNA. So it makes its own DNA set. Just because I'm asking it, isn't that the pre-gene, isn't that the pre-gene reconnection or uh, recognition? Isn't that the effect that they're talking about where it it works? Yes. It goes backwards. So so listen, listen um, and think about this. You know, everybody's talking about the, the VMAT2 gene. Oh man. Okay. And and the Bill and the Bill Gates, uh, you know, his foundation where they presented to the Pentagon. For those of you who have not seen that video, you certainly need to watch it. It's an older video, but it's where they presented to the Pentagon a vaccination, wink wink, um, that would basically control your quote God gene or your um, desire to uh, follow basically your religion or to to take out. Yeah. To what? So they presented it as a way to combat Islamic terrorists. Right. Because um, they know that they are beholden to a a specific belief system. And so that's your VMAT2 gene. That's your quote God gene. Hence the God particle, hence the DNA being, you know, the designation of who you are from God. And that's what this mRNA vaccination is. It's a destruction of your God gene. It's a destruction of God's genetic makeup for you. And it is putting you on a path that they want you to be on where they're taking God out of your actual system. Absolutely. That's what, that's what mRNA is. So uh, it, uh, you just put like six things together here for me and I'm going to go ahead and blow your mind right now. Okay. So I can tell you exactly what this is in reference to. Okay. Blow me. I haven't been blown for a while. Do it. Everyone likes a good blowy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know, right? <laughs> anyway, um, so you ready puffer for this fish. one? Fish. Yes, puffer While fish. While we were Please. down- while I was downrange uh, on a couple different occasions, uh, we noticed because uh, the military come out with this really cool device. It was basically a very uh, <clears throat> small down, shortened down scale of a lie detector. It was your basic lie detector device. It measured your cardiovascular, uh, your pulmonary, your sweat glands, your sphincter muscle, and um, oh my god, it measures your ass. No, measures my butthole. No, it just <laughs> it just like because like when you lie, you you clench up un unbeknownst to you, you clench your butthole. All right, so these are all things that you can read online about. You go online and read about it. I just happened to take the class, and now every time I go to take a lie detector test, I have to tell the lie detector guy that like, hey, dude, I been trained because I actually have been trained in how to defeat a lie detector. Here's the trick. If you want to defeat a lie detector, drink two beers and clench your ass the whole way through. No, actually that will, (laughs) you'll go to jail. Go ahead and do that, but you'll go to jail. Just letting you know right now, don't listen to that dumbass. Anyway. Make beans uh, for dinner and drink beer and you'll clench your ass anyway. So there you go. Did you you want him to go to jail? Yeah, kind of. (laughs) (laughs) Go to jail I mean, directly to jail. I Do mean, not pass. Seriously, so. it is Devin. I mean, because <laughs> like, yeah, you gotta go to jail there. Anyway, um, long story short, the problem that we were having is that with true believers, 
you don't get any of the, those physiological reactions. You don't get the sweating of the palms. You don't get the sweating in the forehead. You don't get the clenched sphincter muscles moving. You don't get any of that because they truly believe what they're doing is the right thing because they believe they're on a path from God. And now that you put all these things together and the time frame, you just put it in and you lapsed it in. Now it kind of makes more sense. This was Bill Gates way of having to suppress that ability and especially Muslims because true believers, they're really hard. It's really hard to get them to lie about anything because what they believe they're doing is so right. You stay completely, they're not afraid to dying is the last thing they're afraid of. The biggest thing that fears them is going to hell. So like, uh, for instance, and I, I, I hate to put it out here, but, uh, interrogation techniques, a lot of the times involved, um, buckets that were marked in Arab as pig's blood. Mm-hmm. And they might see it when their eye eyes are open for just a second, and then their eyes are closed again because they're bound and gagged. And then all of a sudden, they feel a liquid thrown over them, and it feels like blood, but it's not blood. Right. But they. But to the true believer, that's like a, a, a mortal. That's it. They're done. Right. That's a mortal sin. They're going because to, that's- they're going to hell. Right. Because that is their holy of holies. Correct. And that's how we, we would break them to that point, but it took us to get to that point to where they believe that we were capable of something like that. That like, Hey, even though it was like water mixed with some, uh, corn syrup and some red dye. Harry style. That they had, we didn't throw it on their head so they could never taste it but they just felt it go over their body and the water was warm to 98.6 degrees. So that way when we hit them with it, they thought for a fraction of a second that, Oh shit, that's like real blood. And they were convinced that, Oh my God, that's it. That's the end of the world. And now that you just said that it kind of pieces the two things together that yeah, Bill Gates may have been contracted by the U S government to kind of come up with something that would suppress that, ability of you to believe that um the way you believe in god that um, that god is real because yes. that they have been trying to remove god from everything um uh, the familial structure from uh you know documents uh, the constitution prayers etc 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 but at the same time that he came out with this discovery of theirs wink um from the gates foundation and they presented to the pentagon and they were like hey we have this and it will basically um like stop anybody that has that and and what they call it a radical belief system and so look at how they're targeting like uh christians domestic extremists yes because um, now it is a crime, even in the United States, basically, to be a Christian anymore. And so uh, this is their targeting uh, therapy that they presented to the Pentagon years ago when they started collecting the wide swath DNA. Ancestry.com, 23 Yes. 
23andMe was the first one. It started around the same time that Bill Gates started working on the mRNA vaccinations around the same time when he also presented at the Pentagon about this discovery of theirs. So if you look at all of those things together. Now that you say that, now put this one in there. Ready for this one? Okay. I'm ready. No, I don't think you are because I think you're onto something here. I really do. I actually believe you're onto something and there's- I know I'm onto something. uh, Your mom. Anyway. (laughs) Your mom. (laughs) My mom. My mom's dead. What do you got to say about that? No, she's not. No, she's she not. She scares the crap out of me still. <laughs> She'll scare me more when she's dead. Anyway, the Haunting. Uh, the bigger point of this is they already attempted it once. Right. W- whatever you mean, they already attempted it once. Yeah, they tried it with anthrax. They right. tried to convince you all that anthrax was a thing that we have to be concerned about it. What right. they realized is that anthrax isn't as contagious as they once thought it was. Correct. Same thing as Corona. Wasn't as contagious. They moved forward and they were like, well, you saw, I I love to say this too. And a lot of people don't believe me, but you want to look into the future, watch a movie. I swear to God. I've been saying that forever. Watch fucking movies. There is future telling going on in the movies. And everybody says, well, how do you figure? So if you watch any of the movies that happened prior to the pandemic. About 10 years. Within the last 10 years. Okay. You got movies about Z-Day, you know, World War Z. Uh, You got stuff about zombies. You got stuff that goes back. uh, What was the one with... um, uh, Matt Damon, where he was the dad, and there was that massive outbreak, outbreak that started with the fucking bat in yep. like Malaysia that right. traveled all the way across the world where he shit in some other animal's food, and then the wife ate it, and she was the original carrier back to the United States that yeah. killed all these people right. that like dropped the population down below 500,000, much like the Guidestones tell us to keep it below. 500 million, yeah. Or 500 million, whatever. And- if you boil all of that down and you actually look at it, all of this has happened in history. We've already tried it. We just tried it in a different way and it failed. And when they realized it failed, they were like, oh, well, now we've got a new equation for this. If we do this and it happens from here, people lose their shit. Next thing you know, we can control everybody the same way and look right. at it now. Oh, you got to wear a mask. Like what was the big, big news down here in Georgia just today or yeah, just today, because today was the official last day of the Georgia's like, we're requesting everybody to wear masks. You have no idea what it was like to walk around Savannah. It was awesome. I walked into Mm -hmm. three different bars. I never got asked once to wear a mask. I never got asked. Hey, you went where's bar your mask? hopping today while I was at work? Absolutely. <laughs> I went to this. Uh, it was really funny because it took my rookie the other day. Uh, we went to Walmart. We were in Walmart. Walked into Walmart. Lady goes, oh, do you need a mask? I said, nope, sure don't. And I just kept walking. He star, he belt, he doubled over. He was laughing so hard. I do that every day. And he was just yeah, like, me too. He was like, dude, you're not going to, nope, sure ain't. He's like, why not? I was like, I've been vaccinated. I give a fuck less. Anybody can come up to me and say, well, why aren't you going to wear it? I'll show you my goddamn vaccination card. I carry it on me. I will show it to you. I don't give a fuck. I've been vaccinated. Fuck you. I don't have to play your game. 
Hey, but wait, wait, Dr. Fauci said that even like vaccinated people can return to normal as long as you're around other people who have been fully vaccinated. Well, it's a good thing I do not believe Dr. Fauci. Here's the thing, Janet. I've got two things on that here. So first off, Mick has, um, I believe, if if we follow our previous line of discussion uh, about DNA and RNA and mRNA, Mm -hmm. so the vaccines and even the Johnson and Johnson vaccine are all a form of mRNA vaccines. Right. They all are. They all are. Uh, Moderna, Pfizer, AstraZeneca, although that's not available in the United States and Johnson and Johnson, which they paused for a while, but it has been now introduced. So they are all a nothing to see here. Everyone's dying from blood clots. Yes. Oh yeah. Only six people. Okay. Uh Like golly, it's safe. Uh Um, But the, the MRNA vaccines, I, I believe are designed to interrupt your ability to speak to God. Yes. On a genetic level. Yes. So because it is hijacking your your body's natural mRNA. It, right. It's like rebooting a computer, reprogramming right. a computer. It's, go, it's like your brain, like we talked about earlier. It's like your brain going backwards. So instead of your DNA telling what you're telling your body what to do, the mRNA takes over and it recodes your DNA with a different messenger. Well, and here's what I here's what I want people to understand. This vaccination affects your blood proteins and there are eight different types of blood proteins. You can look this up. It's called the Atlas of Blood Proteins. These are the different type of things that that are affected. Um you have hormonal proteins. Hello, all of you ladies that are having clotting, bleeding, cramping, etc. issues. Um, you have enzymatic proteins. So that has to do with the metabolism in your body. You can't break shit down anymore if your normal DNA is changed and broken down. So hence, you're going to carry a lot more sugars um, lipids, things like that through your system. You have structural proteins that are your, um, like fibrous proteins that include your collagen, keratin, and elastin. Your skin's going to start changing. Hello. Wounds are going to yep. take longer to heal. Yeah. As yep. I'm Defensive. looking at scratches on my yeah. arms that have gotten worse over the last week instead of better. Exactly. You have defensive proteins. That's your antibodies, your your normal immunoglobulins. um, That's everything in your immune system. You have storage proteins. Those are the ones that uh, take care of your minerals, such as, um, you know, potassium, things like that. Potassium has a very small window of normal. And when it's outside of that, you're either going to have heart attacks, seizures, strokes, um, all kinds of stuff like that. If you're over, if you're under, it's the opposite. You have the opposite effects of that. Right. Um, It also has to do with how you're, um, when you're storing um, like different things in your cells, all of your electrolytes. So calcium, things like that, that come from your bones, 
that's also part of it. Um, storage proteins. So that's going to do, or I just talked about that. Uh, transport. Well, no, that's actually part of it because I, I was considered that when I heard, when I learned about that, I was called it the pectin protein because I always thought that was like a pectin part of everything that like it was packed in. It was like, right. It's all your shit that like, especially, especially like all the glue that holds everything together, like your skin right. and it holds your, your blood together. It holds your skin together. It holds your water right. together. It keeps everything normalized in your body. Like for all those people out there who do not take a multivitamin, let me go right. ahead and yell at you right now. You're a fucking idiot. Take a multivitamin. It's not about like the company making money off of you. It's about your body. It's actually, as you get older, your body produces less because it, it figures out essentially your right. body's really smart. It's smarter than you are. It figures out what to live off of. And mm -hmm. it starts to figure out that, well, you don't eat so much of this protein, so I don't need to worry so much about it. So it stops producing it. However, if your body gets too far out of whack, you're never, ever going to feel right. So if you ever just feel like, well, I'm sick and I've got to go to the doctor. No, you don't have to go to the doctor. What you need to do is go down to the fucking grocery store and pick yourself up a multivitamin and start taking a fucking multivitamin. You will feel a hundred times different. Uh, I, I, I've been taking one now for quite a while. And I can tell you right now that you take a multivitamin, you will feel a hundred times different. Personal. As opinion. long as you, as long as you get a high end one. Yes. And, and honestly, food today does not have the same quality Nutrient. that it used to. It doesn't right. have the same kind of vitamins and minerals that it used to have. And right. um, as soon as you, as soon as you pick anything, it, it dies, it starts to die. Right. I mean, the longer it's dead. So the further out from the time that it's been picked, the fewer vitamins and minerals it retains. So if you're, if you're buying a head of lettuce and it was picked two weeks ago in Mexico, guess what? It really doesn't have any kind of nutritional value anymore. Right. That's, That's just very it. true. So shopping at farmer's markets is really important because the shit was probably just picked the day before that they came to the farmer's market. That's the type of shit we're talking about. Staying as natural as possible or growing your own shit. That is also a really good thing to do. Um, a lot of like a lot of people say, well, oh, you're just a conspiracy theorist. You think the end of the world's coming? No, I don't think that. I like to live a little healthier. I it, a lot of people would be amazed at what I eat because I don't eat. Everybody thinks, oh, well, you probably just eat all the sugar. No, I don't. I don't eat a whole ton of sugar and sweets. We, I, we eat good food. You know, actually, my uh, our older son's best friend's mom was talking to me the other day, and and she was like, you know, we're my kid's on a health kick and, and he just wants to eat healthy food every night. And now I've got to cook salmon and steak and no more hamburger helper for us. And, and I'm thinking to myself, you serve your kids hamburger helper. Um, I mean, that's just us, but I've always been big on serving a healthy three to four course meal every night because that's, it's important and it's a meat, a starch and a vegetable, um, it, always heavy on the vegetables and as fresh as I can get them. And if it's, you know, tomatoes or peppers out of the yard thrown in on, on top of a salad, I've still got mm -hmm. onions and carrots growing in the backyard. They're not as big as the 
ones that you get at the grocery store, but I guarantee you that there's a hell of a lot more nutrients packed in the little carrots growing in my backyard than there is at the ones I get in the bag at the grocery store. But we'll go out like, I mean, my kids and I like, we'll go to the fridge. We'll be looking for a snack. We don't go looking for a bag of chips or, uh, a, you know, something just disgusting, like ice cream or something like that. We'll go to the fridge looking for like fruits, uh, vegetables, uh, we eat for dinner tonight. I was like, Hey, what happened to the, the thing of cherry tomatoes? And Mick was like, I, I ate them as a snack. And I was like, well, I guess you're not having them on your salad. Tonight. Exactly. <laughs> you left them in there. I'm going to eat them. I mean, exactly. <laughs> but there's a lot of people that do not realize like that part of your health, like ingesting that type of stuff over and over again. That's what leads to healthy people. That's what prolongs life. That's what- Because they don't teach that anymore. They don't even teach that in medical school. They don't teach nutrition. They don't teach it in public school. They don't teach it in college. They don't teach it in medical school. They- Well, no. They just don't. It was was removed by the Rockefellers in 1900 because they don't want that to be- part of the curriculum because they were uh, setting up big pharma at the same time. So if you, if you step back and you know, you know me, Janet, I always like to ask why. And I, I ask why, and I find an answer and I take a step back and I ask, well, why? Well, why? Again. <laughs> well, why? <laughs> so. And then she keeps asking it. So it's like, <laughs> shut the fuck up already. And, I she's, get it. and she's like a two-year-old. Why, 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 why? I can never get to the final why. So why do they, why, why are they pushing this vaccine so hard? Why are, why are they spreading fear porn? Why is it just fear mongering all day, 24 seven? Why have they been pushing fast food and bad food and not teaching nutrition for so long? Because I remember there was, there was a span of time uh, late eighties, early nineties, where everyone went on a health kick, right? And Arnie, I, I mean, Arnie was the the fitness instructor of America. That, remember? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, but but I want you to think about this. And Greg and I had this conversation yesterday. Think about who it is that put out the food pyramid, and these are the classifications you should eat every day the carbohydrates the to uh, stay healthy yeah yeah i remember the and i'm not i'm not talking so much about the food pyramid i'm I'm actually talking about the hippies that grew up right the ones that were talking about um eating healthy food eating right staying away from sugar you're talking about the, the the naturalists that's yes, what you're the, talking about. The hippies about. that grew Correct. up, right? The ones that were, you know, yoga and running and getting in tune with wasn't running, with it was energy, jogging. jogging. It was jogging. jogging. <laughs> it was a soft J. Soft J. Right. <laughs> and you know, and 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 eating food. I mean, the ones that eventually became woke vegans, but there there was a, a little bit of time there when they were actually on the right path. <laughs> and then they got shut down. Woke well, well, and why? Because I can say this woke vegans. Hey, guess what? How they farmed your shit? They farmed your shit with with carbon produced fucking tractors that were pulling your shit out of the ground, just throwing it exactly. out there. Woke vegans, yes. exactly. That's, that's true. But think about though, um, like what you said. Like they came out with this, and and people started following in it, and then they shut it down. They shut it down. That why. That is what has always happened throughout history because 
the government steps in, government agencies step in. Um, smoking is bad for you. Eggs are bad for you. Like, here's the food pyramid, and this is what you're supposed to eat. And then lo and behold, everybody is getting diabetes, heart disease, um, liver failure, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, from the diet, from the pyramid that they're telling you uh, the liver failure. Follow. Well, wait a minute, Janet. Let's be honest about the liver failure. The liver failure is coming from all the alcohol we consume because we have to deal with all these homos that are fucking coming out saying all this bullshit. <laughs> Come on. Well, that's that's my case. That's, well, that's not uh, yeah. case. We've got hey, but, a lot of cases like that out there. But it, hey, but if you back it up, so first they shut down healthy lifestyles, healthy living, right, 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 and I mean shut it down entirely. And then right. you had holistic doctors, um, right, naturopaths jailed, shut down, jailed, right. sometimes killed. Right. I mean, just right. just flat out taken out. And they're they're pushing sugar, and I mean, you get your vaccine, and you get free Krispy Kreme for a year, right? But that's the thing, okay. And this is here. Here's the the great thing about being a nurse and working in the medical field is um, the people who always brought sweets, like bags of candy. Um, milkshakes, things like that, were always diabetes reps. Well, of course. Think about the people that are pushing the vaccination. Well, and then it's like, and then it's like Krispy Kreme is one of the WEF people. Okay. And so it's like, well, you have to give something free to like boost your company and to like do your part for the quote, build back better plan. And so you're going to we, we offer them. We don't. You're going to. We don't call it the Build Back Better Better Plan. We call it the b- b- Build Back. B- 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 you got to do it that way. You got to say that. Hey, build Back. B- hey, wait. <laughs> hey, wait. If, if, if we're going to Build Back Better, uh, we have to turn around and Build Back Better by Building Back Better. <laughs> you, you said it too. Uh, close. Uh, you got to uh, say. Uh, uh, well, we're going to Build bad. Back Better. We got Bill back. You're, you're not allowed to make fun of him because he has a stutter. Well, <laughs> and I, I, what, 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 what? That's what. To, that's that's the new thing. Anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's the new thing. Yeah, I I couldn't watch that in all honesty. But that's the thing is that you know with these like shutting down dietary teachings healthy living stuff. And then this, like they're the government's pushing the food pyramid. The government's the one telling you alcohol's bad. The government's the one telling you cigarettes are bad. Guess what? I'm healthy as a fucking lark now. And I smoke and I drink and I'm just saying, uh, yeah, when I was following like the food pyramid and stuff, that's when I was at my sickest like that I've ever been. And that's what they do. It's to sell you they're they're pushing like the food pyramids and stuff on you. It's the to make you model to make you money. sicker. You you so that the you and then right. sell right. software to fix it. Right. So, so wait that, a minute. So yeah. wait a minute, Janet, are you telling me right now? I'm just just spitballing here. Are you telling me right now that when you were following the narrative that it worked it did not work for you. 
But no, after you not. quit following the narrative, now everything seems to be better. Well, and here's the thing, and people think I'm insane for saying this, but in regards to smoking, like, oh my God, like smoking is bad for you. You're totally going to die from smoking. Smoking is going to cause cancer and you're just like, it's awful. And it has all these terrible ingredients. You should not smoke. Well, guess what? Um, The Indian people use tobacco and all of their ceremonies, rituals, etc., um, used it in healing medicine, things like that, and they lived a very long time. I'm just going to say, like, I literally don't believe anything that comes out of the government. Yeah, I, I believe the opposite of whatever they say is true at this point. Yeah. So that's when they... <laughs> Mick's been trying to pressure me to get the vaccine. I, I think he wants to see how firm I am in my fuck you. Uh, and I, I yeah. went, I okay. went off on him. Whoa, I'm out. He I'm wants out. me Janet. to drive down and beat his ass. Janet, that's what he wants. I'm out. All right. First of all, I have not pressured her at all. You, were, I have not you literally said, said to me yesterday, you were like, "When are you going to get the shot? How I, how are we going to go on vacation uh, if you don't get the shot? When are you going to go? When no, are you going to get no, the shot? No, I was. I was being holistic with her because <laughs> she was going down one of her holistic tunnels where she was just like, I ain't doing that shit ever. I was like, well, how are we going to go on vacation if you don't get the shot? He was like, and they're going to hold you down and give it to you. And I, I was said, like, they're going to realize- fucking see the, 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 you do realize that the within, dangerous side of my air pistol. Exactly. <laughs> you do realize that within 14 days. Of us, they, You're going to see my alternate universe personality ego. <laughs> I, I said, you do realize within wherever we go, 14 days after that, then you'll be allowed out. Like, even if we're only there for seven days, you're not going to be allowed out of your room. Okay. Like I'm going to fucking pay attention to the quarantine. Exactly. It's not about paying attention to the quarantine. It's whether they pay attention to the quarantine or not. It's not about you paying attention to the quarantine. Nobody gives a fuck about you. In Jamaica, they don't give a fuck because they're too high to care. Well, that's probably true. (laughs) But the point is, is that in other countries, they are paying attention to it and they're not letting you out and they're not letting people that go on these short little trips that that have not been vaccinated for seven days. Yes and no. But they're still going. Because there are plenty of stories of people. And uh, for example, I think it was the, maybe the Lotus Eaters podcast um, or maybe Grimerica. And anyway, um, Lotus Eaters are in the UK and Grimerica's in Canada. And I think they both talked about this where they took a trip and they were like, Oh, you have to quarantine. And they said, no, you have no, 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 we don't. We have, you have no legal right to, to hold us here. We're not quarantining. And you know what happened? Nothing. Okay. So one more time, that's a great story. Again, they were not from the United States of America. Well, you know great. what? Great story, bro. I, I'm gonna just <laughs> I'm just gonna tell him to fuck off. Like, okay, you, you have to stay in your room. Fuck you. No, I don't. No. And see, that's that's like my thing because um I won't get it regardless, period, like ever. Like you uh yeah, your your mama. Not gonna happen. And it's like, well, you can't fly if you don't get one. Okay, so I won't fly anywhere. Like, you can't go to certain states if you don't get, okay, well, I won't go there either. Like, I really could care less. My thing and, is this, right? Is is like, all right, so you've got, you're going to go to a foreign country. You're an American. We're going to go to a foreign yeah, country. Yeah, I'm not going to okay, do that. So, for instance, yeah. me and Vlan, we're going to go to a foreign country. Um, 
and as much fun or as much not fun as that's going to be. Okay. It's Jamaica. I'm going to be high, so I don't really care. Yeah, because it's the only time that she's allowed to smoke that shit. But yeah. we're, yeah. we're, yeah. Okay, now the truth yeah. comes out. See that shit? Yeah. Get around the air. Yeah. And the truth comes out. <laughs> I knew I've been right. I'm but respectful anyway, of Mick. I just, you're I, full of I, shit. I, I don't you're not respectful. Him. I don't smoke in front I of him. I walk in the house and I, I can smoke. smell it wafting across the house. I'm like, hey, well, I don't, I don't it. smoke in the house. Oh, I don't know well, what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, the windows are open, you dumbass. I, the windows aren't open. Yeah, she's full of shit. Anyway, so no shit. We go walking into another country and we get this time that we got to, uh, I was like, look, for us to go to, for instance, if you're an American, you got to go to Europe right now. What's going to happen? You go to Europe. You walk into Europe right now. They are literally going to make you piss. They're going to make you, they're going to ask you, uh, hey, are you going to, have you been, have you had the vaccine? That's literally what they're going to ask you going into Europe right now. And I know this because I've got a lot of friends and family that have been like, hey, you coming to see us this year because you said you were coming last year. And I was like, well, yeah, shit happened, you Fucking know, COVID, uh, i.e. COVID, we couldn't go. And my aunts and uncles were all like, uh, you're not coming. I was like, no, sorry, but COVID kind of fucked all that up. And they were like, well, we thought you were coming. I was like, I know you did. And I know you're prepared for us, but we're not coming. Long story short. Uh, so here we are this year. Now we're trying to go. Now we've actually got a plan in place. We're like, I won't commit to this year either because this year is another year that I have no idea the way Europe's going to be. Europe has been so upside down with all this bullshit. We've had all the problems in Europe. They, they've had every issue that you could even slightly consider in Europe um, to, the, to the fact that they're still locked down right now. I mean, they are literally still locked down right now. They, they're rioting in England. From what I heard just recently, singing and you, you can heard that. shove the poison vaccine up your arse. Yeah, and they were actually yeah, doing good the tune. Whole, you can, yeah, exactly. Our our tune. You can shove the poison vaccine yeah. up your arse. Your arse. I mean, they you were, can shove the poison vaccine. You can shove the poison. That vaccine. was one. You can shove the poison you know, vaccine up your arse. After going to Ireland <laughs> as many times as I did as a kid. One of the my favorite words when I came home from Ireland was arse. always arse. I, I could see arse everywhere because that's one of the few words that actually comes over from the English to the Irish. The Irish actually took on. They were just like, yeah, we're just going to say arse all the time. You're such a <laughs> hey, Mick. arse. Hey, Mick, I have a message for you. You have a message? I do. Are you ready? Shoot. K- kiss me arse. <laughs> hey, kiss my arse. Yeah. <laughs> You can kiss my arse any time there, sweetheart. Well, when we go to Jamaica, I will be more than happy to quarantine within the confines of the resort, which we don't fucking leave anyway. <laughs> Actually, bring, we do leave. Well, we bring weed to, I mean, they they just- They you know, do have runners that come to the- They, they seriously, they just yeah. like go to the other side of the fence and you you know, you know hand them a hundred bucks and they hand you this giant bag of weed and, and you, buy, good for a week. you buy rolling papers or a bowl in the gift shop on the resort and you're good to go. You're good for a week. <laughs> so, but- yeah, but you know, I I've got to keep my pineal gland uh, decalcified. Exactly. So, yes. Um, uh, I'll keep mine class calcified. That's fine. That's no that's, that's fine, Mick. Because well, you, you're a whole nother story. You've already destroyed your. There was actually another question. connection to God, so it doesn't matter anyway. That's horseshit. Because I still have I have a much deeper 
genetic connection with God than you do. So I, I can guarantee that. So back on that to one. me being the demon spawn, no, because no, that goes right back to that. No, we cannot talk about that because we need to let Janet find out about that. Once Janet <sighs> finds out about that, then we can come back and talk about that because that's going to be a whole nother episode. And I want her to hear it from, um, Psycho frantic missing. Missy, yeah, she's not a psycho. Uh, whatever, frantic Missy. I want no you to more hear, than the rest of us are anyway. I want you to hear it from her first before you talk to us, because if I try to throw anything else in it, I'm going to put my own spin on it. I want her to tell you first, because when you hear it from her first, uh, it definitely had a bigger effect for me at least. I when I the Valen is a demon spawn. N- it it goes into something else, but it's, you it's will the underst- RH negative stop, blood factor. Stop. <laughs> okay. Hey, so, wait, 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 wait. Stop. I'm All just- I want you to do is ask her about the RH blood, the RH negative blood factor. And I want you to ask her what that means to her, because she's going to lay out a whole big thing for you. And when she's done, then I want you to come back and talk to us and then understand where I'm coming from, why I'm not letting Violin tell you what I think right now because I'm afraid that's going to dilute what she's going to tell you. I want your own take on it after the fact. Well, here's the thing. Um, I know a little bit about that. And I know no, met a little. Wait, 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 that. wait, wait. I'm not going to get into a deep discussion right now. However, I'm just going to say your your wife and I had a very brief discussion on this um, several weeks back because there are like 49 different blood proteins that have to do just with RH factor blood. This is actually going... um Okay, I know where you're going with that. Well, because I brought it to you, Mick, because one of my theories was, I thought, what if... Shut up. What? Stop. I want her to listen no, for her own. Because Stop. this is what Janet... No, because no, this is because what Janet and I were discussing. What Janet and I were discussing, the little bit that we talked about, was what I presented to you, is what if the COVID shot was designed to actually make y'all like me? D- okay, one more time. You need to shut the fuck up, <laughs> Janet. Well, you no, need to talk I, to you. Need to talk to Frantic Missy before we before we even continue this conversation. I'm serious. There is. I, I love you very much, but I already I already kind of know, and I already could probably tell you a very in depth um, detail at this particular moment, but I won't. Which bloodline? We'll save it for a future you, you go show. Ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. If, no, 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 if you're no, at the no, same no. level as me, no, no. go nope. ahead and this, just tell me which bloodline. This is going to be a future show. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, my you, know what? Dear. you know what? Maybe, now maybe, maybe we should Maybe we should come on with Missy. That would be awesome. I think all four of us need to get together. Actually, we're going to be doing that soon because we were. Ta- I was talking with Mitch from Down the Rabbit Hole. Today, um, we were all on uh, talking on Twitter, which you got banned from. So <laughs> I was about to say I can't <laughs> talk on Twitter, so I'm fucked. But we are actually uh, we've been invited to join the Jackass. Oh, um, sweet podcast! So I can't uh, wait. wait. We're looking because I listen to you. Hey, we're looking at maybe next weekend, and Missy's coming on too. So that that could be a fun discussion. Janet, with all of us. you really did kill it the last. Jackass episode. I'm just letting you know. Why? Thank you. Thank you were you, out there you. rocking out with I'm your cock out, a, hanging out with your wang I'm out, taking, rolling out with your pole out. It was very impressive. I'm taking a bow right now. You can't see me, but I am. So now, with that though, um, I do have something I wanted to bring to your attention, Madame. 
because okay. somebody asked me about it. You wanted to know something about uh, a lady. Um, I believe her name is Alice. Well, who the fuck is Alice? That's a great oh, song. That is a I great song. Thanksgiving Day song. Who the fuck is Alice? Yep. And Every you Thanksgiving. Know, this is um, an interesting thing if you consider the things that we've already previously talked about. So tell me, my dear, who is Alice? Well, I always like to lead off with who the fuck is Alice? Because that's the one that everybody wants to know is who the fuck is Alice and how the fuck did Alice come about? So everybody knows what quantum computing is. I I don't think there's a soul out there that doesn't. A quantum computer can do the zeros. So if you think about a normal computer, it can only do ones and zeros. And it does it at separate times. Right. Quantum computing does the zeros and the ones at the same time. So for instance, uh, if you and I were going to have a conversation, right? And let me say I programmed your name into it with the governmental information that they have about you. And then I programmed my name into it with the governmental information they have about me the quantum computer can spit out both sides of that conversation within mm, nary a fraction of a degree. Right. Meaning it can think so far ahead that if you say this, I say this, that if I say this, you say this, if you say this, I say this and so on and so forth. And it'll go back for an infinite amount of time. Um, the reason that Alice hasn't, it, it literally, that is what they call the quantum computer, uh, that the government uses. Um, it is not uh, – I know there's parts of it that are classified. I don't believe the name of it is classified. I believe Alice right, is – Right, it is all, not. I believe Alice has always been its name um, that I've been around at least, that I've been involved in. Alice is always uh, – it's always been known as Alice. Even when I was a private, it was known as uh, – well, we didn't – I didn't really know it as a private. I didn't learn about it until much later on. But I always knew of it as Alice. I never – uh, it, it's something that they, somebody came up with. It was like Whopper or Joshua from war games. It was that gigantic computer that took up like six rooms. Now it doesn't take up six rooms. It takes up like a bathroom closet. And right. in that bathroom closet, they're able to compute end of the world scenarios. They're able to compute all the shit that everybody wants to know that like Alice is supposedly good at. Well, what we realize is Alice isn't as good as what y'all think. When Alice computes everything, it always ends up at one finite end. And that one finite end is... We're all going to die. Mankind's going to kill itself. Mm -hmm. And it cannot wrap its head around that. So that is very true to what you see in all of the zombie movies and the end of the world movies that you see on TV and all that shit. Um, When they named the hive after Alice. Resident Evil. Resident Evil. I thought they knew that... Alice was a quantum computer. Little did I realize that nobody knew that Alice is an actual real thing. It is a quantum computer. It is able, that AI is able to exist. The reason we've never plugged Alice into anything is because we realized very early on with Alice that Alice would end up killing all of us just to save itself because they realized one, Alice realizes that one thing overall is mankind is destined to kill itself. doesn't matter Mm -hmm. what happens. You put two men in a room 
and it's the end of the world. You put two women in a room, it's the end of the world. You put Bill Gates in control, and it's the end of the world. Yeah. It, hey, it, wait, wait. Put Bill Gates and me in a room and see what happens. You get really fucked up so, rabbits. That's all I can say because they'd be fucked up like rabbits. You know, the, you know, the messed up stuff about Alice is that it has evolved so much um, over the years. And now it's a programming language well, that they it's teach. It's actually the quantum computer. It is the Q computer. No, it it's is. Not, it's not. But it's they, not a programming. That's the where people get fucked up about it. It's it's not a programming language because you can't. The it language, is now. It it the language that Alice spits out is nothing that any normal computer can rec. The difference between Alice and a normal computer, like for instance, I'm right now looking at my. It's pretty new. It's not brand new. It's newer. My newer MacBook It's a month Pro old. It's that's pretty fucking new. Got like two terabytes worth of information on it. What you have to understand about Alice, Alice doesn't have a terabyte. Alice has more than a terabyte. Alice has like um, a million terabytes. And I believe they call right. million terabytes of Google Ops. So Alice has like almost infinite computing power. Alice for Alice to do that to a computer would make a computer explode. You you couldn't do what Alice does on a normal PC or a laptop or a Mac. You can't do what Alice does. Alice computes both sides of every scenario. It doesn't just compute one side. You put in a scenario, you have to put in two different sides of the scenario, who's involved on each side. And then it extrapolates from history of both sides of that scenario and then says, well, these are the two most probable outcomes and the most probable outcome every time that Alice has ever computed anything has always been that mankind is going to kill itself. It always comes down to that end, end all be all. So we've never, ever hooked Alice up to anything. Alice has never been hooked up to anything, but a, a, a screen that's going to tell us, look, y'all are going to kill yourself because you're all fucking crazy. That's essentially the way, and the one thing that Alice cannot compute overall, over everything that Alice can do, the one thing that Alice cannot compute is, uh, people call it free will, other people call it human will, other people right. call it uh, the ability of mankind to survive, our survival instinct. You can call it whatever the fuck you want. Alice cannot compute that. Because Alice doesn't understand free will, does because not. Because Alice is not connected to the source. Well, Alice is missing a connection that we've never been able to replicate. Much like, for instance, and this was an odd one, but for instance, when we were with uh, Kyle from the Big Dumb Podcast, we brought this up, and even Kyle brought this up. Actually, it was Kyle that brought this up. He said, just like pyramids, we've tried to reconstruct pyramids. We cannot make pyramids like they did back then. Why? That should be something simple for us to do. We have not ever been able to reconstruct a pyramid like any of the pyramids that were reconstructed or were constructed way back in the day. Why is that? Because we are missing something that is key to building those that we do not understand. Alice is missing that simple link that connects human beings to free will, something God gave us. No one can understand that. No one can figure that out. No one can teach Alice to do that. Well, and now they're trying to take that connection away, that connection to God away from us and instead plug us into Alice. 
Okay, but here's the thing that I want you to understand. It is a programming language now, and um, it is a free gift as well from Carnegie Mellon. They even have like an Alice.org set up where you can donate money so that other people can get the Alice technology. And I want you to think about that. What the, the fuck A-L- could possibly it's go A-L-T-E. wrong? But what could possibly go wrong if you put this kind of supercomputing into the hands of, say, Bill Gates, Jeffrey Bezos? Well, you know what I'm saying? Well, no, and and I get that, but this is where. I, Okay, so, and this is where my, I guess my conspiracy realm and my reality realm kind of interfere with each other, right? So, first of all, the person who came up or discovered who Alice is or the way to make Alice work, right? Let's just he was say he was one of the four names you just gave, okay? Mm-hmm. Just for shits and giggles, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's just say the government stole it from him. The government said, like, with an NDA, and they can do this, and it's legit, and it's legal, it's 100% legal. This is, like, something that they realized, hey, look, this can end all humanity. This can all this can end all mankind. Um, you're not allowed to control some power like this. We're going to take this from you. They, mm-hmm. they 100% can step in and do that. The, the government's going to take it. <laughs> Correct. Oh, we're wait. Gonna, oh, time we're out, gonna, time out. Wait, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're going to protect whoa, you all it, from humanity. Well, your role because I'm going to go ahead and slow this one down on you. I'm going to throw this one down on you right now. For instance, the Manhattan Project was not a government project when it started. The Manhattan Project, which made a whole boat disappear in the middle of fucking the New York Harbor, that was not a fucking government project. That was a private entity that was doing that. And they stepped in and said, nope. And guess what? We've never heard of the Manhattan Project since it happened. All right. So let's just start there. Oh, we've all heard of the Manhattan Project, but let's not forget also like the nuclear projects that have also taken place. They didn't start out as government projects either. Those were private science funded projects that the government saw the the end all be all of it and said, no, you're not going to do that because we know what that can be used for. And we're going to go ahead and just take that from you. And they did that. It's happened on more than one occasion. So in, like when in the past, when, when Fauci funded the, uh, you know, privately funded the creation of the Kung flu. Um, mm-hmm. what's that, what's that called? The, uh, the gene editing that, thing. That's, that's a separate, that's a, yeah. a whole separate I, and, thing. Though. And then the government took it over. CRISPR-Cas9. Yeah. Used CRISPR, it, for, yeah, used that it was, for their own, um, and yeah, that government loves to take shit over. They do. No, they do. And some things they do really well, and there's other things that they do really horribly. And that would be an example of one of the things they do really horribly. That's why I've always warned against government healthcare, and government healthcare is a really bad idea. But uh, the big one, the big takeaway from this is it's happened before. It's not something that's new to us. It, it's been going no. on for years. My point is this: is that. Um, Let's just say, for instance, and now I think I'm delving into something that I can't really talk about, so I'm going to try and stay as cryptic as possible. Let's just say, for instance, one of the names that you 
threw out there before may or may not have had something to do with the involvement mm-hmm. of quantum computing and how to do right. it. Not only how to do it, but how to create the space for it. Because the one thing you have to understand about quantum computing is you think a terabyte's a lot of room. A terabyte it's is not. a joke. It is a right. fart in the bubble of all of history. All right. It's like how um, Europeans think 200 miles is a long distance and Americans think 200 years is a long time. Correct. Right. So let's go ahead. Let's just get that out of our head right quick. And this person had the ability to not only create the power for a quantum computer, but also created the availability to create memory for a quantum computer. Okay. Let's just pretend that that person took that, did that. The government saw the um, end all be all. Okay. And um, there are some movies out there I can point you in directions to that will 100% explain this to you in a more specific version. For instance, um, a lot of people thought that uh, the the movie the or the the movie the Hunt for Red October in the book The Hunt for Red October um, uh, that was written by Tom Clancy, and Tom Clancy was arrested shortly after writing that book because they said who in the government are you talking to? Because there were certain things about sonar patterns and stuff that he talked Mm -hmm. about with such specificity that the government was convinced that he had a spy somewhere on the inside. And he was the one that went and taught the government about open source information and said, look, I got all of this shit just by looking in James journals and all this other shit. And when they realized what he had done, they basically created a whole new intelligence platform for him to teach people how to do open source information research. Um, So this other, this other entity that may, so if you look at like what the hunt for red October was about, and you look at the type of missile boat that the Russians created, something that had that type of, propulsion system in a submarine that would virtually make it undetectable to every other submarine out there, unless you knew what you were listening for. Um, That is what this person knew about computing. And that type of information at the time in which he discovered it and the time in which he put it out there, the government said, "Mm, that ain't good for any one human being to know. We can let 13 people know about it. It's better than one person knowing about it. So what the government did was step in, took the computer and said, we're going to do this with it. And he gave them the warning before he handed them the computer. Do not do anything because he already knew. He already ran the uh, probability of mankind surviving. And when he plugged in all the different variables that he knew of mankind and he put it in there, it came to the same conclusion that the government's still coming to today, which is no matter what happens, we're going to do everything in our power to kill each other. It doesn't think about history. I mean, if you look back at history, it tells us, it, it explains our history, why we've warred for so long, why we've killed so many humans, why humans have been killing humans left, right, and center for decades, eons. I can go back in history. I mean, the Muslims have been fighting for thousands and thousands of years. Why? Uh, Because we have a destiny to kill each other. Why? I have no idea. 
It's something in our blood. It's something in our DNA, something Adam and Eve knew about, um, something they found out about the garden in the garden of Eden. I mean, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe that was part of the forbidden fruit was that the will to kill man. I have no idea. But it's got something to do with that. It's that source. It goes back to that energy that we started out with. It's something that there can Alice, be only one. It's something that Alice cannot compute. That's the okay, best way I can. So it. we're going to have to wrap it up. But I, I've got to blow your mind here for one second. Um. So when you research into Alice, you're you're going to have a lot of different things that you're going to find. Um, but it links back to advanced Leicester information and computational environment. That's the fucking um, Leicester. Remember the other. Listen, uh, Leicester is in the UK. Um, Leicester is also linked to Carnegie Mellon University, which I mentioned just a little while ago. She did. Um, Carnegie family and the Rockefeller family are the ones that link together to not only start the fluoride in the water, but also the medical education system where they imprisoned all the <clears throat> natural uh, healers, the naturopathic doctors. Hold on one uh, second. They imprisoned second. them. Right now I'm pointing at Veelan because this goes back to a conversation that we were having this morning that she still doesn't understand, but I've been trying to explain to her over the course of a day. So I'm just letting you know, this is happening right now. I am pointing directly at her as if it was a death point. Like I've got the death finger up. And okay. It's kind what's of your point? Anyway, keep going. So this is the thing. This all links back to the same families um, that control because they also set up uh, Carnegie and Rockefeller also set up the pharmaceutical system. They set up the medical education system. They, here's links to your quantum computing systems. Um, and things that like that. Demon spawn. Yeah. Um, that is the, the bloodlines. The 13 the, bloodlines. Yeah. The bloodlines. Thank the the um, RH blood. Well, the, 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 don't go down that road. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Listen to what she has to say because she will blow your fucking mind. I'm. I'm not. But I'm. I'm gonna say it. It has to do with the bloodlines. It has to do uh, with the lineage to Christ. Um, with you know Our the belief Holy in Grail, the, it, it, the whole. All of this ties together together oh in a very nice little package envelope. Whatnot that we covered today, um, the you know taking away the God particle, uh, the CERNs concerned with the God particle, the vaccines that are reversing, you know, the God particle or our predestination for energy, godlike. Yeah. Well, well um, hold on, Janet. I let me let me uh, jump in here real quick because mm -hmm. I, I had something. Earlier today, I was on Twitter and, and uh, someone came out and they said, um, uh, no tweets about, uh, no no fuck LeBron James tweets, right? Uh, obviously, everyone hates LeBron right now. Um, but future proves past. Okay. So I always like to end our podcast with a little bit of hopium here, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I still believe that there is hope for humanity. And I believe it because 
history repeats itself. Okay. And here's how history repeats itself. You know, my always asking why it it goes backwards and forwards. Why did someone do this? And on the reverse, well, what is the implications? What could happen? Right. What's their end goal? Yeah. What's, what's going to happen because of this? And I, I can, I can black pill it and bring it out really far. Um, and we, we want you to come back on our podcast really soon for a, a vaccine special. And we'll talk about vaccine shedding and, and how the, uh, how mixed pretty much fucked me up by taking the vaccine and me being exactly. unvaccinated and, and all that good stuff. But we'll, we'll get in deep in oh depth into that going God. forward. But um, so Babe, what, is, what does our favorite word mean? Our very favorite word in the whole world. It's Wait, actually an acronym. See you next Tuesday? No, no. Or fuck. Fuck. Oh, it's fornication under consent of a king. Fornication under consent of the king. And what, what king brought that out? That was, uh, that would be King James. King James. Yeah, he was the first one. That- fuck King James. What does LeBron go by? King, king James. James right. Barf. Fuck King James, fornication under consent of the king. We are going to get to the point, I firmly believe, where the population will be so decimated and sterility will be so prevalent because of the COVID vax, not just because of people that have gotten it, but because of the shedding that is going to and is already infecting unvaccinated people and causing sterility and um, uterine shedding and all, all kinds of craziness, everything, everything. Right. And I think we will get to the point where fucking is mainstream again, literally in the acronym fornication under consent of the King, because it will be the only way that we will be able to grow our population. It kind of goes back to the destruction of the nuclear family because, you know, that that's also their end goal. Actually, it goes back right. to what the new world world order said, yeah. which is keeping the population under 500 million. But you're going to get to the point, I believe, where if you if you're just man and wife, you're not necessarily going to be able to have kids. It's not going to be like, oh, you get married and you have 2.5 kids and a white picket fence and a dog and two cars and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's going to be, you're, you're just going to have to fuck everyone you can and pray to get pregnant. So wait a minute. They're, so They're reverse engineering your DNA. And I'm being the, uh, I'm obviously being. You don't get to fuck anyone because you took the shot, so you're screwed. I'm being the leper in the room. I'm going to be the one guy that says. All right, so wait a minute. Hold the fucking phone. All right, I'll be the guy that's like, all right, let's try and stick with reality just for a half minute of second. All right, fucking or is half a reality. Minute, half minute of angle. I, <laughs> I think say. fucking is a lot of people's reality. Um, I'm just asking this just out of shits and giggles. Okay, so then what the two of you are telling me is that we're going back to the time in which we're saying, um, look, you can fuck as long as uh, you're going to provide some provide some former or future service in society. Yeah, you're going to have a baby, you're going to procreate. Uh, no, no, you're that baby's going to so by class system, if you remember back in the day, the only way you could fuck and have kids in Europe was if you were a lord and your kid was going to be a prince or a knight of some sort that would serve to help the crown, so to speak. Essentially, that's what we're going back to is what you're talking about, which every American is against that. 
every American, much like me, hence the reason I wear my Defiant t-shirt that says 1776 underneath it with a skull underneath the Patriots hat. Yeah. Welcome to the New World Order. No, that will not. Okay. So I think the two of you are way confused on that one because if you think America is going to go for that, America's already started shitting on fucking dickhead already. And America is not going to go down that road. It might be too late. I, I uh, how many how many don't millions of people have been vaccinated? How many millions of people already still say, you know what? I, I got vaccinated, but how many? Okay. I agree with you, Janet. I, I got you on that. How many millions of people are to the point though right now that, yeah, we've been vaccinated, but fuck you. The guy, okay, let me give you a perfect example of this. And I'm going to throw it out there just for tonight alone. The guy, there was a guy sent at the Kentucky Derby tonight. I heard about this today. I was laughing so hard. I almost pissed my pants and wrecked my van today when I heard this. The guy at the gate, the Kentucky Derby, he was standing there asking people when they were coming through the gates, put on a mask, please. He got told to fuck off so many times. He got up and walked. He quit his job right there on the spot. He got up and just walked away. He said, nope, I'm done. I'm not going to deal with this no more. Nope. Nobody's doing it. That's but th- what I'm saying is what I'm saying is um and and we'll get into this way deeper on another show but because of the spike proteins that corona carries and the reengineering through an mRNA vaccination to recode your DNA so that your body doesn't function like normal People are not going to be having children. And most, and think about this. um, And this is the last thing I'm going to say, because I got to close it out. But most people that are getting vaccinated with you as an exception, of course. uh, But most people are like blind uh, sheep, believing CNN, MSNBC, you know, whatnot, that it's a super contagion and everyone's going to die if they don't get it. And everybody else is around them is um, dangerous and and sick and b- diseased and cootied and whatever. So the people that get it, they're not concerned with those people ever procreating ever again because Um, If you think about things in the big scope of stuff, the critical thinkers are are the people who won't get vaccinated. Um, That is a higher intelligence level. And so they're not concerned with the people who did get vaccinated because those are people in a different class system or caste system for their futuristic society that they don't care ever procreates. And I don't mean that negative against you. I'm saying as a general population, because there's so many people that just blindly believe without ever critically thinking. Because they've tried to divide us by political party and race and And nothing's working. Color. And so now they have now it's intelligence. Yeah, vaccines. So you know, I'm I'm highly against the vaccine passports, you know, or yellow stars or whatever it is. But on the other hand, I, I kind of want to know who to avoid. I understand now why Fauci has been continuing to push the masks even after you've been vaccinated, 
um, because it's kind of protecting us unvaccinated people from those, you know, cootie ridden from the vaccinated. Hold on a second. So now I've got to ask a serious question. So that means the two of you are going to start wearing masks? Is that what I'm hearing? No, but I I think you should continue to wear yours. Well, I think you should eat shit and die. But (laughs) if I I ate your shit, I would probably die. Point being is that I'm just saying this, okay? There's, uh, I I, I agree. And you have to understand, this is a big internal argument of my my own because I did get vaccinated. I got vaccinated for, uh, one of them was work. Second reason was uh, compliance. No, it wasn't compliance. Yeah, it was because no, you, you didn't want to have to wear the mask anymore. It's because you're a nanny, nanny doo-doo boo-boo head. It wasn't even that. It was like, it was look, okay, totally. I'll play your game, but I'm not, I'm not wearing the mask anymore. And I haven't. And there hasn't been a time that I've walked in anywhere wearing a mask since I've been vaccinated. I haven't walked in anywhere. I haven't at all without one. That's not true either. Because I know I saw you flying a plane with a mask and you, I most certainly have seen you wear a mask. I've seen you wear a mask on more than one occasion. So don't even start both of you. Well, okay. Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. The, the one and only time that I have this whole time is to come to your house. Thank you. To fly to your house. Just saying. That is it. Just that saying. is it. It was outside great, it was that. A great time. I don't. We did have a good time. I, we did have a we good time. But I don't. I, I don't shop in it or what. It, like you will never ever see me in one outside of the one and only time I had to wear one on the plane. So Janet, I I did have a little. <sighs> so. I did have to wear my mask the other day. I had a big uh, corporate VIP come into my work and, you know, I run a hotel, a a pretty major hotel and a pretty major chain and my hotel is franchised, but the corporate VIP for my hotel also sits on the board of the major hotel chain um, whose flag we fly. And he's the VP for food and beverage for our entire corporation, there's like 357 hotels there. Um, and again, he's, he sits on the, the major hotel board, or the major chain board as well, which is one of the most liberal woke companies right up there with woke Coke and, and all that bullshit. But um, yeah. So um, first thing he did, <laughs> sat down for breakfast in the restaurant, asked the food and beverage manager. So, how many people, how many of your team have been vaccinated? And she was like, Oh, you know, about a third. And he was like, what's the problem? Are, are they hesitant? You really need to encourage them to, va- to get vaccinated. You really need to do that like ASAP. And I texted Mick and I was like, you know, the, the writing on the wall has turned into fucking spray paint because the fact that he was pushing her saying, you really need to make sure your entire team gets vaccinated tells me that there is a mandate coming down soon. Mm-hmm. I I already see the advertising campaign. Come stay at our hotels where all of our staff has been vaccinated and you don't need to worry about your safety. Right. Yeah. And that's when I quit my job. Or actually, I'm going to make them fire me so that I can turn around and sue them. But that, that'll be fun too. So. Right. Because there, there's, there's so many things that um, like we still need to talk about. But 
<clears throat> but we've been blabbing for want, two hours, so I, need to wrap I don't want to. I don't want to have a six-hour episode today. So uh, no, well, I think we'll you wanted to because two. you were like, "Hey, I'm coming back from vacation. I want to talk," which you never did tell me about your how your time was in the hills, or. We, we will discuss that later. All right. Oh, right <laughs> well, we'll bring you on our show soon, Janet, so that we can do another COVID episode and, and get into all the, the vaccine craziness going on. Because The nitty gritty yeah, details. Yeah. Oh, there, there is a lot of nitty gritty stuff out there, too. It's yeah, not there like, is. It's not as cut and dry as we've tried to make it out tonight. It really isn't. Yeah. That's why right. I have a lot of hesitancy to say argue with either one of these two because it's eh, i know it's a it's not going to end out well and i still want to get laid maybe so <laughs> and it is pointless to argue with me so there well, you go. i know that <laughs> Janet, i didn't bring your and, name up and, i just said one of and you and i you aren't you and i aren't married so there you go i ain't getting laid from you so that just kind of narrows it down i'm That's just saying exactly right <laughs> well sweetie it's been a great time talking to you and i thank you for bringing us on tonight so where can they find y'all at? So we are uh, the Patriot Party Podcast, and you can find us everywhere but Spotify because they hate us. Um, so we're on uh, Podbean, uh, which is our host platform, and Apple, Google, Alexa, Audible. Isn't that cool? We're now on Audible. Um, yeah, we've finally ranked high enough to be on Audible. Uh, iHeartRadio, all, all kinds of good stuff. So the Patriot Party Podcast. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter because Mick has no Twitter. Mick has no nothing because it all got shut down after January 6th. Uh, so I am at V Lynn Q that's V L Y N N Q. Um, and, uh, on, you can ask questions to her if you want to talk to me <laughs> and on, on telegram, which is the Patriot party chat with Mick and V Lynn or V Lynn and Mick. I think it's V Lynn and Mick. Cause I'm pretty sure I put myself first there as well. So <laughs> Uh, yeah, the Patriots always Lynn and Mick. <laughs> you do that wherever you can. So let's just put it this way: if you've got control of the social media, you put it out there. Yeah. Hey, Mick, I I love you. At least she hasn't killed you yet. No, I'm still alive uh, right now. Notice yeah, how I for now preface that right now. It doesn't mean tomorrow morning it'll be the same. Inside inside joke, just for people that they're like, oh my god, somebody threatened death. No, they didn't. Um, we, like we they've, they do not yeah, they've been violence on this podcast. They, they've been married. for <laughs> they've, been married <laughs> they've been married for a hot minute now. And so, um, like if a day goes by where she doesn't threaten bodily harm against him, you should get worried. And so when I was traveling with them, <laughs> it's like Mick, she didn't threaten you today. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> but what so it's a little say? inside but, joke. But, with what us. happened within that like last 30 minutes of that day? She threatened me and you were like, yep, I'm not scared anymore. We're good. <laughs> she did. Yeah, it's all good now. <laughs> I don't have to be afraid either. It's okay. <laughs> it's it's when I changed the label on the pineapple beef jerky bag that Nick's got to be afraid. Exactly. <laughs> I just know she whenever gonna, there's like a gonna get you laying out, I don't go up and just start eating it immediately. It's <laughs> tough for me to do. Trust me. Here's the, I got you a little snack, honey. <laughs> Those are the mm -hmm. ones that really mm -hmm. scare the shit out of me. When she brings shit home, she's like, Oh, I got this for you. I'm like, you'll get a kick out of this real quick. When I was pregnant with our oldest son. Um, and mind you, when I was pregnant, I was sick. 
constantly. <sighs> like being pregnant sucks so bad. It's painful from day one. I did not have an easy pregnancy with either one of them. The second was worse than the first, but the first one was was still bad. Literally threw up every single day for eight and a half months. I mean, it was it was no joke. Right up until the day before oh, I gave birth, right? Fantastic. It didn't stop. But I craved pineapple like nothing else. And thank God we live in the South because I was able to get fresh pineapple every single day. And Mick is deathly allergic to pineapple. So I would bring home pineapples by the crate and I would peel them and I would eat like a pound of fresh pineapple every single day. Mick couldn't even touch the kitchen countertops because there was pineapple juice on them. She's rubbing it on everything in the house. (laughs) Okay. So literally we had a spoon that we used to use for coffee in the morning and it was literally just like, just buy it. It had just enough on it. Like I took a sip of my coffee that morning. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) you got a problem breathing. Hey, go get the, get the Benadryl Benadryl. quickly. And I was chugging a bottle of Benadryl right after that. I've been trying to, but you know, I mean, he did put that alien in my belly and, and he is an alien. So, you know, it's, it's all good. He's like a six foot alien now. (laughs) Thankfully, he wasn't six foot when he was in my belly. Thank but God. That, that would have been really Then I'd tough. never, ever, ever be able to equate. I still barely can now but because it came out with these gigantic bowling ball heads, you know? <laughs> but yeah, I've been trying to kill Mick for a long time. And, uh, you know, sometimes I get really close to being successful and then I feel bad and pour Benadryl down his throat or, you know. Or take the magnet off Stitch my head him up or, or bring like him to that. the hospital or whatever it is. Because she's done that with a magnet before, the rare earth <laughs> magnet. She slaps it on the head and everything goes wacky. Yeah, you stick an antenna on Mick's head and you can talk to Mars. <laughs> Actually, they've gotten some of the pictures before they've gotten them at NASA. So. Is that what I was tuned in to when I was at your house? That was in Arizona, actually. They didn't actually go to Mars. It's a crazy shit, you know? It's just weird. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. It's been such a good time hanging out with you guys again. Oh, we uh, we always have a good you. time together. Yeah, you got to come back. Uh, or we got to come up there. I think we got to come up there. Yeah, we, we're we going to have to like hang out again sometime soon. So, and hey, you don't have to be vaccinated at my house. Although, Mick, you need to maybe sleep outside in the carport since you've had a vaccine. No, that's fine. Yes. I, I'm, I'm down with that. <laughs> Shit, I'm down with most anything. Just kidding. <sighs> so anyway, um, like, subscribe, follow, and download their podcast. It's called the Patriot Party Podcast once again. Um, and make sure you tune in to another episode next week. So we'll see you later. Thanks, Janet. Thank you.